Hello, it is February 23rd and this is episode 132 of Scavenger's Horde, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Kirsty and my co-host Rachel isn't joining me for this week's episode. Instead, we invited four Star Wars fans on to talk about their experiences within the fandom as women of colour who ship Raylo. I was so excited when they all agreed to join us because this conversation was a very important one to have. As cosplayers, writers, artists and moderators, each of these women have contributed so much to this fandom. I've followed all of them for years because they're amazing, and you should too. But this discussion is about how what's created, exchanged and consumed in fandom doesn't exist within a vacuum. There's always been racism and misogyny across the Star Wars fandom, and that reality shapes how we experience and navigate the various social media platforms, conventions and meetups, as well as our engagement with the story, be it the official version that Lucasfilm tells us, or the transformative works that we create for ourselves and each other. I hope you find what our guests have to say illuminating, although I expect that the odd reference here and there may go over your head if you're not immersed in the shipping community. So without further ado. Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have this discussion with you all. I'm just going to kind of go around the group so that you can all introduce yourselves. Um, let's start with you, April. How did you get into Star Wars fandom and what are you kind of excited for us to talk about today? Um, okay, so I guess I was a lifelong fan, um, but I didn't really get involved with like Star Wars fandom until after The Force Awakens. Um, and it was after because like whenever the movie was announced, I was just like... I've been burned before. I'm not going to get excited about this. So, like, I honestly, I went into The Force Awakens having seen nothing but the trailer, which was an amazing experience. I wish I could have replicated, like, for the other two movies. But, um, yeah, and then after that, I was just, like, super excited to talk about it online, especially since, like, Sherlock fandom was like, driving me crazy and sort of, like, winding down as well. Um, because, like, The Force Awakens came out right before season four of Sherlock. <laughs> So that was an interesting time. Um, and like, you know, obviously a lot of my friends were all already Star Wars fans. So it just sort of like I naturally moved more into that fandom. Um, and then I became a Raylo shipper, sort of like I came out of the Force. Okay, I'll say right now, I was very stoned when I saw the Force Awakens. <laughs> so I missed a lot of stuff. <laughs> the first time but I came out of it being like oh I guess like Ray and Finn are gonna end up together and then within a week I don't know if it was just from seeing stuff or the fact that you know one of my very good friends was a shipper I like just had an epiphany one day it was like I was scrolling through my dash and there was this like really angry version of take me to church like that Hozier had done for like an award show like I know this is so weird I love but, like, I love how this is confessional now yes this. please go on like, I'm listening to this and then like I'm seeing like fan art and other things and then I was just like oh I get it now and so I have Hozier to thank <laughs> this all of this it's my first i've never like even been that into a male villain before either so it was just it's all a weird new experience for me so anyway yeah yeah i guess he's quite a specific kind of villain so yeah yeah and um i guess on twitter i'm emphis blessed like emphis nest but blessed and um thank you april because it was you who kind of put this all into motion you said you wanted to go on a podcast to talk about what we're going to talk about and I was like yes please that sounds awesome want to learn from you awesome women anything else you want to add before we move on um no I'm just like super happy to finally get to actually discuss this like okay, great from, you know 
not from some random person writing about us, you know, so. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, um, Mariette, hi. Hi. You ready to talk? I am ready to talk. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> um, oh, this is so funny. Um, I was always into Star Wars since I was like eight. And I started the original trilogy in a bootleg cable box. And I always love talking about this because they're like, I always, I always expect people to be like, what's a bootleg cable box? And I'm like, you're a baby. (laughs) 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 So like, um, so I, I, but basically it's how to legally, uh, get, get cable. Um, And so, like, I watched the original trilogy, like, um, when I was a kid, uh, and then, like, it carried over with me to, like, the prequels, and after the prequels, I kind of just fell off because life got in the way, went to college, and, and had to get work, or three jobs, or whatever, so I didn't really do much, like, movie or TV watching at the time, but also the fandom at that point was really trash <laughs> like the prequel you, you i mean i don't know you, you guys i don't know if you guys remember but yes it was the prequel fandom was completely garbage so i it was, it was. <laughs> so uh you just had to like you know walk away from that or i did so um i basically relatively walked away from the star wars fandom for a really long time and i didn't go back until like the force awakens and what's funny was that like when i saw the trailer of the force awakens I walked in there, and I know we're going to talk about it, but I was just like, oh, this dude is in a Stormtrooper outfit, and he looks like he's going to be the hero. So I think I might be a little interested. So I went in for that. (laughs) I wanted to see what that was about. And I walked out the theater going, okay, this was unexpected. I mean, I don't hate it, but, like, I was really, I don't know, excited because I was like, oh, okay, this is, like, a brand new, it's kind of, like, you know, dope. And I swear to God, <laughs> I was, uh, after we, after me and my friend, we went drinking, and then, like, I was in a cab going home, and I go, you know, wouldn't it be funny if people online started shipping the girl with that bad guy? What? <laughs> and i go never let me down internet never let me down (laughs) so so i thought i thought really nothing of it i was like okay it's just the internet being the internet like of course we're gonna ship anything and everything together um but it didn't really really click for me until like maybe january and i at that point i've already saw just the force awakens like maybe 10 times and uh, guys please Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like, I was like, this is so. Bu-. I was like, why is this so bizarre? Like, why am I like this is so insane? And it wasn't until I started reading meta, and I was like, oh, okay, yes, absolutely. And I was just on board ever since then. Yeah, there was something about the Force Awakens that kind of just grabbed people, right? Yeah, it brought so many of us back. <laughs> It did. It did. You're never truly lost. No, we're not. Unfortunately, and and the Star Wars fandom never ceases to be garbage. <laughs> I was going to say when you mentioned the prequels era, I was like, mm, is it that different now? It might be worse in some ways. Uh, we'll get into yeah, that. we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you online? Um, you, you, everybody can find me and scream at me at the Lady Valkyrie at Twitter. That's Lady. Uh, actually, Valkyrie underscore art 
and that's my Twitter. Um, you could also find me in, like on Instagram if you just really don't want to hear me talk. I do draw. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you can find me. Uh, I'm trying to. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like my my brain is having a brain fart right now, so I'm just trying to look up my. I was like, what am I? Uh, the underscore lady underscore Valkyrie underscore art on Instagram. So I'm really mostly on those two sites more. Um, I do have a Tumblr, but like, I mean, you really want to find me on Tumblr? I'm barely on. I'm barely on there. So. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I originally found you on Tumblr, mm-hmm. but we've all kind of migrated from there gradually we right? did we had a so, exile unfortunately, mostly unfortunately. yeah <laughs> yeah it's a shame i mean tumblr had its own set of problems but there are pros and cons to each platform i guess the fandom is still garbage just that instead of tumblr we're now on twitter and it's still a hell site on either way it's <laughs> <laughs> still a hell site <laughs> okay anything else you want to add before we move oh, on oh no please let's let's pass on the mic uh molly are you ready Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. This is my first time on a podcast, actually, so I, I apologize in advance. No, you'll be great. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so I actually became a Star Wars fan from The Force Awakens. Uh, I didn't grow up with, on the Star Wars. Like, you know, you kind of know about it, but I didn't take the time to actually watch it until I think I saw like a like a gif of Adam in the GQ video <laughs> on Tumblr. And I was like, oh, who is this? Oh, he's on the new Star Wars. Maybe I, I finally sorry, I love the fact that you said the GQ video and we all know what it is. <laughs> you know, with the yellow know, there's tank top. People who have actually not seen it. I'm just like, you've not seen this work of art. Those shorts. The shorts and the yellow tank top. Yeah, anyway. So um, a little bit, I think about a week before I decided to watch all of the original trilogy. And the people were telling me, oh, you don't need to watch the prequels to watch the trilo- and the sequel trilogy so that's what I did I just watched the original trilogy right before the movie um, and I basically started shipping Raylo right when he said what girl because <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm a very simple person <laughs> and I've always um, really liked the villain and hero ship so it's um, so that was like right in my ballpark and I was really surprised after um, after the movie going online that there was actually a lot of backlash already I think I watched it about a week after it came out and it, it was just uh, these kind of ships are just so common in like asian cultures that it didn't phase me at all but it like there was a surprising amount of backlash i saw right when i got off um but i didn't start participating in the fandom until maybe a little bit before the last jedi and then afterward i did a lot of like fan uh cam footage uh gifts and videos that kind of uh are kind of angsty and I did, uh, let's see, I did some cosplay that you might see photos online. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just went all went all in right after The Force Awakens. Awesome. Yeah, I think you might be my favorite Kylo Ben cosplayer. Oh, I yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I got a bit starstruck when I met you at Celebration. <laughs> yeah, same, same here. I was like, oh, my God, she's like cooler in person. Darn it. Yeah, putting on that costume, you really understand... Um, kind of Ben's personality because it's so restricting oh my god it's so hot and it's so restricting you, you really feel that anger yourself wearing it it's horrible that that is how he was trying to channel the dark yeah. side <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> awesome all right um Neme how are you doing yes. today I am doing good it is a wonderful time in the early afternoon I have water I am great I've been 
in fandom for a long time and Star Wars fandom not as long but still respectably long um I first my first exposure to Star Wars I come from a a distressingly nerd family um was watching the original trilogy my dad sat us down on our carpet and made us watch the trilogy I think it was on the sci-fi channel back when they still did sci-fi um so I had always been like exposed to Star Wars in some way, shape, or form. And uh, Star Wars, for at least my family, is very much a family movie. So uh, we saw all three of the prequel movies in theater. Um, so when I went to Celebration this past year, they said, it's for the 20th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, like, I saw it in theater and I was like, oh, fuck. And there was a small child in front of me who could not have been more than five waving a lightsaber. I was like, oh, <laughs> So, um, yes, I saw the prequels. It didn't really, like, I didn't feel any, like, shipping impetuous. Like, I, like, liked Han Leia and, uh actually got the courtship of princess leia the eu book from the library and was i had my first experience of disappointment with lucasfilm um because that was a garbage book i'm sorry like literally nothing redeeming from it um maybe hate so even that's like debatable uh and then when I saw Attack of the Clones, I was, oh God, I think I was like 12, I think. And um, I was garbage for <laughs> Padme and Anakin after that fucking movie. It's embarrassing. Um, to the point that I did actually start looking for fanfic online. Um, but the fanfic was not what I wanted because everything was like Dom Anakin. And I was like, but padme wants to step on it except i did not understand that that's what i wanted from fanfic until much later my vocabulary was not very advanced but i did buy with my own money uh the hard a hardback cover of the novelization for attack of the clones because i wanted more because i because there was going to be more and because there were more anakin padme scenes so like i have been garbage inconsistently garbage you say you say garbage. I think a treasure. It's you know it's fine. <laughs> Go on. Sorry. I'm like a rhine. I'm like a rhinestone. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was great. I love that. Go ahead. Sorry. But um, then uh, I played Kotor. But like my interest in Star Wars kind of like went in and out, in and out. I liked Kotor though because I was like, ooh, I get to be a Jedi. That's super cool. And I like lots of the lore aspects so lots of star wars for me wasn't really like the characters were great and everything but i always liked the world building the lore about it so that was very much my investment and i was in and out and in and out and so forth and then uh i was starting grad school and i heard about this new star wars movie and i was like oh that's cool and i saw the trailer and i was holy fuck there's someone black there because <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm sorry star wars is really fucking white beforehand we had um lando and mace windu um and that was it there was i think i think maybe one other person and like the EU, but even then, like, the old EU, but even then, I'm not certain. Like, Star Wars was really fucking <laughs> I don't know if you got that memo. Oh, we had Ula, but she was painted, you know. I don't count the aliens. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I no, totally, yeah. Twilights are legit, but, like, yeah. 
it was like holy fuck there's a black guy and he's holding a fucking lightsaber <laughs> oh my god um so i was super jazzed um and then i went to see the force awakens first by myself because i was like i'm gonna see this by myself and then i'll see it with my family um because i have my priorities and i like to squeeze in before i have to like pretend to be like somewhat of a chill person uh so i did that and i was like huh i was like well oh ray and ray and finn are cute that's really cute and like it's nice to have like a black male not be viewed as like oh huge hulking and threatening and just like oh he's sweet and so forth this is novel i was a little disappointed actually with tfa because i was like so super ready for like oh my god we get a black jedi and i was like but i'm like Oh, I forgot. Kathleen Kennedy's <laughs> right. This is this is very much a white girl thing. Okay, I'm gonna adjust my priorities now in this movie because I now I'm adjusting my expectations for this thing. Um, but I think, and I'll mention this, talk about this later. Um, this probably set some of the seeds for some of the backlash later on. But I was like, okay, let me reevaluate my priorities. This is still cool though. It's still cool. Girl power, whatever. Um, I watched the movie. I was like, oh. Ray and Finn are cute, but then there's like this emo trash child. He's <laughs> um, obviously emo trash child, but also I identify with emo trash child. Um, uh, most of my fandoms previously, other than Star Wars, had been anime and so forth. So like, I was very used to like hero villain shipping. <sighs> this was like not a new thing for me at well and also redemption arcs were like really big for me. Like my very, very first ship was from Sailor Moon, which was not Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask, but her friend Molly and Nephrite, and I've always been disappointed that, like, he died. This this has been a theme forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh, Ray and Finn are cute, but this is my emo trash child because I like trash. And then I saw it again for the second time. I was like, you know, I like Rin and Finn is like good and pure and everything, but also this this garbage. <laughs> like she like I think I think when I was watching it for the second time when I saw like Ray just literally prowling around like Kylo's prone body holding a lightsaber and he's just like, Oh my god, you're fucking awesome. I was just like, shit. I I just heard my brain just kill Bill Sirens going like fuck 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 um so then i was like okay fine fine we accept our garbage ways but then i made the mistake of going on the internet and i was like <laughs> the fuck because i didn't think this was like because like they like the backlash started like instantaneously and i guess we'll talk about that more um but yes that's basically how i ended up in this garbage pile and i never actually planned to interact this is honestly the longest like a fandom investment has gone on for me. I honestly assumed like, okay, after TFA, I'll just check the fuck out after a while. I like rebog <laughs> some shit and so forth. Instead, I ended up writing fanfic, partially because people just decided to be assholes. So I was like, congratulations, fandom. This is how you get a fanfic writer. <laughs> so yeah, I get. I I guess since lots of this is segueing into like the post, uh, I guess TFA backlash. Uh, I guess we should probably talk about fandom history at least or at least an overview of what we've seen in fandom history maybe yeah i mean it's been four years now so there's a lot to cover so um i remember as soon as the trailer came out i think it was the teaser even that we saw finn for the first time and 
immediately, immediately, there were guys who were like, why? Like, and, you know, getting the lore totally wrong to begin with regarding that and also disregarding that, yeah, this is years later, so who the fuck knows where the stormtroopers are coming from. But, like, it was instantaneous, like, how angry people were about that. And I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> another reason why I sort of stayed out of it until after the movie came out. Um, but also, like, I know some of you, like, we talked about the backlash to Raylo starting, like, really early. Um, I've heard people say that even before the movie came out, before we'd even seen, like, all we knew was, like, we'd just seen that one teaser with Kylo stomping through the woods and people were already like, people better not ship that guy with Ray. Oh my god. Like, that that had happened, like, even before the movie came out, which just blows my mind. Yeah, no, I, I remember, uh, I remember, like, in, like, after the trailer aired, and, you know, people, of course, were talking about Finn, and, uh, it was, hashtag boycott episode seven was trending. I am not kidding. You guys can go look it up. It is an actual hashtag that they created um, in response because they were just offended by the existence of this about of, of, of Finn and and in the trailer and the fact that like they were just so concerned that like you know he was <laughs> that he was going to be the Jedi. Um, and it's just it's insane to me how far we've gotten down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, regarding Raylo and racism, um, that accusation popped up. Like, I think I saw that accusation before I even had considered it as a ship, because, like, what I thought about Raylo, like, or what became Raylo coming out of the movie, I just remember, like, the last scene whenever the Earth splits between them, thinking, wow, they're going to be important to each other. <laughs> a little on the nose, guys, a little on the nose. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, like, you know, that's, and I just remember when people were first talking about it, just people being, like, already saying that it was racist, and I'm sitting here as, you know, a black woman being like, um, so this is a, there's a lot of nuance here, obviously, um, yes, you know, we do tend to, like, like, people do tend to prioritize, like, white males especially in narratives, um, rather, whether they're leads or not, as we can see with, like, you know, how Hux has been raised to this level of, like, actually developed character, you know? Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but I was just like, oh, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but I always, from the beginning, I was like, there's so much else going on here. Like, the fact that he's a conflicted villain, the fact that he's the child of Han Solo and Leia, like, sort of... And also, which means, like, he could not be anything but white. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless he were adopted. Um, and so I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I didn't think it would get as bad as it did. But I was just like, oh, no. What have I gotten into? <laughs> um, and that was before I even saw. And then there just came the, it's an abusive ship. And I was just like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. Because I just come out, I just come out of, like, Sherlock fandom where people would even called Molly and Sherlock abusive because he was mean to her sometimes. You know, it, like, not mattering that she stood up for herself and that, like, 
you know, all of this other stuff. It was just basically like, and that's, you know, that's just one of those things. It's like people are threatened. So they're like, instead of just being like, I don't like this ship. They're like, well, there's a reason that has to do with like social justice. Why this ship is bad. Um, because I don't know why people just can't say I don't like it and then move on. Like that's a cultural thing that I'm just sort of like, as an as an as a young Gen Xer, I'm just like what, <laughs> like because we had no problem just being like, no nah, man, I don't like that. I am a 36 year old woman. I'm not afraid to admit that, and I've been around like uh, me shipping things have been, you know, I've been doing that since I was like 10. Right. So, uh, you know, and when you when you've been around in fandom spaces as, as long as I have, you know that like people, you know, they get a little you know, upset at the fact that like, oh, this character is getting in the way of my ship and they would get upset about it. Except this time around, it's just a, it's just it's it gets muddier because they 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 you they weaponize like social justice which is you know it's not something supposed to be weaponized and it muddies up the conversation and the nuance into something because you just cannot come around and say this character is getting in the way of my ship and instead you turn it around and going this character is racist and it sounds more um legit your anger sounds more legit and it's like no ship hate has been around forever and ever that's not like what i think what's different now is that like ship hate has now gone to like well i have a ship hate but it's legitimate because of this social justice thing and it's like your weapon you know like i said you're weaponizing uh a, a, like a legit concern for your ship it, it, it sounds insane but it's that's kind of what's happening <laughs> it, it's i feel i just to add on to that i feel it's both weaponizing social justice language for validating your ship hate as well as then also ruining those same terms when actual concerns are brought up in the community as well because they're like mm-hmm. well anti say the exact same thing it's like yeah but but that was a basic white girl in like texas i'm a black woman who's like fucking 30 and i'm saying this is racist um because at least regarding social justice language being used to validate ship hate this is not unfortunately this is not the first time i've seen this as well as seeing just the very active rise of anti-culture i actually saw it um before um i was in star wars i was in legend of korra fandom which is my first experience in seeing anti-fandom i'm like okay that's a choice and i think partially this is partially the way the tumblr is set up is just like everything is everywhere and tagging and tagging isn't perfect um, but also just trying to use the uh, very inexpertly trying you try to use social justice language to basically say, hi, I don't like this and other people shouldn't like this either. But like I'm using fancy words to sound woke. So like it adds legitimacy and I'm like, no, it's not that deep, honey. It's really not that deep, honey. Um, also the way you're using it is wrong. Also, please just stop. Also, like, I just want to reblog fan art, Jan. Okay, I just want to like go beyond my day and like not have to deal with these looking going. Hi, this is abusive. I, I don't think you know what that word means. Like, that words have meaning, children. Um, I think with Star Wars fandom, and this is partially due to the fact that, for better or worse, Star Wars does borrow a lot of imagery. Um, from World War II that is often seen um, associated with Nazi Germany. 
Um, you see that a lot with you saw that a lot with Hux's speech in The Force Awakens. So uncommon argument that antis use, especially people not even just anti ship, just like really hated Kylo Ren. Also knows Ben Solo. Also knows he did literally nothing wrong. Uh, <laughs> was uh, oh my god, he's a Nazi and this and that. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, one yes, Hux's speech did pull heavily on lots of traditional uh, Nazi imagery and regarding authoritarian speeches. Problem. Star Wars world is not our world. Second of all, to say someone is a Nazi is to imply very 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 specific things regarding fascism, which is the broader thing in which Nazism is under, as well as key parts of Nazism, which were like, uh, anti being anti-Semitic, uh, white supremacies, ethnic cleansing, none of these. And I really hate having to like have this this argument because I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about the first order, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm the last person you'd be like I love the first order blah, blah, blah. I'm like these are not applicable so using Nazis one erases the things that actually happened um, and two this isn't even the right parallel to be making because if, if you look at the people in the first order not all of them are white I recognize they're on the background and that's a whole nother please for fuck's sake just cats more people of color so we don't have like these tokens to look at uh but this this parallel is inaccurate and also fucking wrong just fucking say i just don't like this fucking character he doesn't vibe with me and move the fuck on and not to mention and not to mention the fact that like you know not like we need to have a conversation in terms and by we i mean like everybody in like People who people who enjoy a film, we need to we understand. Need to have that, a <laughs> fandom summit. <laughs> we need to have a, a conversation about about the fact that, like, the, uh, you know, Nazi imagery in Western, like, in, in in Western movies, is is a shorthand. It's a visual shorthand because it's like who's the, you know what I mean? Like, who who was who was the the, the big bad guy before uh, the First Order in Star Wars came about? Uh, Hydra. In the Marvel fandom, yeah, in the MCU, you know, like it, it's such a it, your Nazis are like the the Nazi imagery is like your standard go to whenever you know whenever it comes to these uh, fictional stories. I can remember Gargoyles had their own version of uh, of like a Nazi like in, in their, their newer seasons. It was like they were hunting the gargoyles, um, and it, it was it was very um, Nazi slash. Uh, the, the KKK like uh, uh, visual imagery, like the visual symbolism, because that that was the that was the symbolism that they relied on to convey. Oh, the, the those guys, they are the bad guys, and it's like we got it, we we got it. <laughs> Point has been made. Um, but to go any deeper than that, going well, you know, um, uh, this uh, Ky- Kylo Ren is is clearly an anti semite, and it's like whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> there, there's no, a, there's wrong a lot way. of things that are kind of yeah. required. To the, the, gap, the gap between those two is wide as the Mariana Trench. We <laughs> we <laughs> so yeah. Well, and looking at. And looking at the First Order and the Empire anyway, like, especially, like, we know that, you know, there are parallels um, with the original trilogy with, like, American imperialism. And, like, I was reading Cobalt Squadron, which is funny because, like, you know, it's a middle grade book. And the way it described the way the First Order operates, I'm like, this is U.S. foreign policy. (laughs) 
like they talk about going in and like causing chaos mm-hmm. like you know getting the, the getting the drug syndicates or then the crime syndicates to cause chaos on these planets and then the first order swoops in and is like we're going to restore order and i'm like that's, that's textbook, american, textbook imperialism. american imperialism like yeah but that would be making us the enemy and that's like an interrogation that most audiences do not want to do it's much easier to be like hi it's this boogeyman in this type of shape as opposed to like no it's literally your next door neighbor it's literally your next door fucking neighbor and it's very exhausting especially as a person of color where like automatically you're required to have these nuances while most of white audiences usually don't have to ever interrogate deeper Yeah, I was gonna say I think the closest it came to like a mass cultural and to your point like mostly white people being kind of introspective about what Star Wars could mean in the Disney area was maybe like right after Trump's election Rogue One came out and people were recognizing hey this seems political (laughs) speaking of which Bloodline right I mean Bloodline was quintessentially was talking about like it was very reminiscent of like the u.s like uh political atmosphere of like you got these you know you got a a brand new government that just came out of this war and they kind of just fell apart because of apathy wow i don't know man (laughs) kind of sounds familiar (laughs) it's actually fascinating i remember uh they were talking to claudia gray about that same parallel she was like that that was really actually unexpected because that was actually not my initial inspiration. I'm like, wow, it all goes in circles now. It really just like, because I think she was like talking about, uh, I think it was like post-revolutionary war politics. And I would have to like dig up like the actual interview, but she was like, it was unintentional, but like that is an accurate parallel, just the parallel to like what's going on right now. Time is just one big circle. Uh, I laugh because I don't want to (laughs) cry so yeah seeing that a lot just bringing back to like just post Star Wars just post TFA like I I hate saying discourse because it's no no it's accurate (laughs) it's accurate but like it's sort of like negate sort of like putting into like oh it's just discourse when like there actually are like valid points being brought up the problem is there's so much noise that basically consists of small children going well Susie reblogged this and Susie is my friend so Susie is obviously right so I Janet will also reblog this as well because like duh obviously like oh my god I'm like please stop please stop just and like it was really awkward because like I had um there's like also like that discourse there's also the abuse discourse there's also very messy discourse where it's like like then lots of it started going to like well are you a good survivor or a bad survivor I'm like Jesus fucking fuck it's like I don't want to have to I should not have to be required to like give my full history of like hi I am a black woman with depression and anxiety um and I've I've experienced sexual harassment so please leave me alone um it should just be like for fuck's sake are they doing anything to you are they being actively one of these isms if not move the fuck on yeah if I ever like the word 
the phrase shipping to cope. Oh, Jesus like, fuck. The fact, like, <laughs> like, you just get, you just, like, it makes my whole body just, like, cringe. Like, it's okay if you ship to cope. Like, what? This requires people to, like, divulge their, like, trauma. Like, first of all, but also, like, no, it's okay to fucking ship it. No, you have to fulfill oh this fancy the fancy chart of, like, are you allowed to ship it? And then you'll get, like, a response back in, like, three to five weeks basically saying these are the approved ships that are technically bad, but you are allowed to ship given the fact that your previous life experiences happened. And I'm like... I mean, a lot of times when people share their backstory, um, the antis, they just disregard it right away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I was like, what's the point? Yeah, or like you know, once it once I guess they figured out that restricting it to shipping to cope. Um, God, was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> once, once they realized that wasn't going to like get people to like leave the ship in mass, they like decided, oh well, that's not healthy anyway. No matter what your therapist says, or or make it or make just really make it personal. Like, well, you know, um, it hurts me that you're shipping this because of my trauma, and you know, here's my trauma X Y and Z. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, How I don't am I know responsible you. For you yeah. bitch? <laughs> I'm not. Re- <laughs> it's also not a competition. I know. Like, I I, I don't Every, know who you are, champ. Competition. What are you talking and I'm, about? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry that stuff happened to you. Hey, stuff happened to me, too. Where Am I going to go into it? Absolutely not, because that is between me and my therapist. And we talk about that on the side without you involved. And also, you're not on my insurance. So, like, you know, I'm not going to talk to you about that. Wait, get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, it, it, I don't know. But it gets me to this really weird territory of, like, well, you're making it like you're making no, you're making it personal. I'm not making this personal. You're making this personal. I don't know who you are. <laughs> we're, we're not friends. <laughs> and, and it's because of this behavior that becomes a problem down the line when you're trying to deal with interfandom issues of like, no, no, that portrayal was actually racist, and it's like, no, right. you're like being an auntie, and I'm like, no, no, you're being legit racist either out of ignorance. Or because you are just racist as fuck. Um, one of these two. I don't really care which, but I'm just saying outright, yes, this is a racist portrayal. I'm not saying you're racist. Dumb, yes. But racist, mm, undecided. I'm sorry, I'm very blunt. This has caused problems. <laughs> no, I wanted to ask you guys about the concept of the Raylo fam, in air quotes, and kind of how that, how that ends up kind of smothering important discussions. Yeah, so I think that because from the very beginning there was a the backlash was there right away. And so immediately like the fandom sort of started to become kind of insular out of like defensiveness, I think. Yeah, um, because like usually most which, fandoms for ships are like, well, oh, we all ship things but like we're on different parts, but with Raylo it's literally like, hi, if you're a Raylo, do not fucking interact or oh my god, X is a Raylo. Thou shalt mm. thou have sinned. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so, like, you know, even right away, there's this idea, like, and I don't remember when, like, Raylo family, like, actually, like, it was probably sometime in 2016, but, like, the whole concept of, like, oh, well, we're all Raylos, so we shouldn't be fighting amongst ourselves, like, 
came up pretty early. Yeah. And I remember, like, getting, I was, like, very early on put on a block list of aunties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably because I was, argu- I was, like, arguing with people regarding the Finn is a beta. Oh, God. Oh, I remember that. Ass meta. <laughs> For the uninitiated, it was a meta that somebody wrote. Yeah, where they called Finn a beta male. <laughs> And it was like, that's the thing that sticks out to me. I wish I could find it again, but I, I know there was lots of other objectionable things. Someone made a comment on a website and someone screenshot that and posted it on Tumblr. And that was like in the beginning. But then someone like in July of 2016 did like make an actual meta about like a deep meta. And I was like, wow, this is the most peak white feminist bullshit. <laughs> And this is from a rail. Yeah, I mean there are rail. Yeah, that's the thing I've always said. Yes, there are racist railos. Like that's not a, shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because like Star Wars fandom is racist. I mean like all you have to do is point to like anything, but also like when you're talking about the sequel trilogy, like we talked about the early um, reactions to Finn mm. just existing in the universe as a possible hero. This whole thing where people have said that the ship is inherently racist has made it impossible for anybody to, like, actually call out racism in fandom because, like, people who are not, like, well-versed in what racism is, which is most white people, um, (laughs) like, it's just true. But, like, they immediately, they just, like, they take it so personally. Like, oh my god, because racism is, like, presented as this flaw, like, an inherent character flaw, like, not as just something that needs to be unlearned. Um, in most cases, so they just like, oh, this means something is wrong with me deep in my bones, you know, which is like the whole, I don't have a racist bone in my body. So like they freak out and then they're like, well, you're just acting like an anti. And it's like, no, <laughs> like the, like it's like sometimes also like the antis are right about stuff being racist. It's just that they think that like there's more racism and racism in Raylo fandom than anywhere else, which is just like not true. Like they destroyed the idea like the very like capability we have of having any nuance in these conversations by making it like well it's inherently racist which means nobody should ship it and that's just not the case so like so yeah so you just end up like yeah with being put on lists of antis to block because you said that the beta fin meta (laughs) was racist you know and i'm sure there are people who still have me blocked because of that (laughs) you know and it's just like it's like, but yeah, and that's what became this oppressive thing. Like, you know, oh, we should, like, we're a family. We shouldn't fight amongst ourselves. And I'm like, fandoms fight amongst themselves all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's always hilarious when they say, like, families don't fight. I'm like, bitch, have you met my family? My sister drags me. My sister fucking drags me regularly on my academic Twitter in public. And I'm like. <laughs> First of all, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, no. like, you, you, haven't, you all haven't lived until, like, you had your mom called you tonto, like, in, in front of, like, all your friends and family or something like that. And tonto is basically like a fool in Spanish but like you know it's like an insult it's like oh it's like great and you know it's family's fight man yeah thanks mom (laughs) thanks mom and that it's too it's like it's just a loose like just like a family is like people who are like arbitrarily together because they share DNA or you know an emotional connection in cases of like adoption but like also like all that a ship shipping community is is people who like like the same want the same two people to bone like that's all it is and so especially once a fandom gets as big as how Raylo is like there are people who are like considered probably bnfs in Raylo fandom who i have never heard of i'm just like who 
Like, somebody would be like, you have to, like, if you haven't read this fic, <laughs> then, like, who, what's your life about, or whatever. And it's, like, somebody, I'm like, I don't know who this person is, and this is, like, dark fuck prince Kylo. Why would I want to read this? And there's people who are, like, there are literally you know? people, like, fan, like, especially post-TLJ, and I don't think anyone truly expected it to get so fucking big. We also didn't, like, fucking expect TLJ, which is, like, a whole nother thing. But fandom literally exponentially went boom. Um, so you're going to have like a wider range of people invested in a fandom because Star Wars is really fucking big. And when you see something that's obviously, by the time TLJ rolled around, it's like, oh, okay, this is probably a highly heavy chance that pe- this movie is going in this direction, at least exploring the connection between Rey and Kylo. You're going to get like yet more people invested into a ship. And guess what? fandoms mostly white and lots of white people are racist regardless of what they ship like there are people who are like hi black people didn't exist in europe in the 1800s to like explain away something i'm just like i'm i'm really concerned about you um but i'm gonna walk away because like i can deal with like someone like being racist trying to fix that i just can't deal with dumb like i'm gonna go (laughs) It's fair to say that this country in general, and I mean, like, I know many countries in in general, but like this in particular, it's a very racist society. It's a very racist society. And when we, it is, and like, when we, like, the thing, the unfortunate part is it's so insidious because it's systematic. It's in your, it's in, you know, our, our entire, like, legal system, our, 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 our set of laws are, are, has been, has started off in a very racist environment um and because of, and we've been so steeped in that and by we i mean obviously like like you know a, a lot of americans have been steeped into that like um growing up that like even even the most and i, I just wish i just wish that most that most white folks could just be like yeah you know what i this is a racist society and i you know probably have engaged in this and i didn't even know it you know what i mean and it's okay to admit that and be like i'm working towards that but white tears are so much more effective though (laughs) i have seen so many white tear issues on the internet i'm just like I'm miserable because someone may have said I may have been yeah. racist and my feelings are uh, hurt. Today, <laughs> t- today, today, I just found out today that, like, um, so I, I feel like I should do this public service announcement that um, the word uh, the word gringo is not a slur. Oh, <laughs> it is not a slur. It is a, it, it's a term that could be used to anybody that doesn't know Spanish, that only knows English. That's it. I've been called a gringo before. Yeah, and it's and like, yeah, and it's it's a, it's not a slur. It's just basically anybody who you know only knows English. Well, you know, and yeah, it's like what yeah, mean. exactly. And so, like, you know, I just found out today that apparently, if you call somebody gringo or something like that in Twitter, um, you will get your account suspended. What the fuck? They have their priorities. Seriously? Oh yeah. Well, Nav got suspended for calling somebody white. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. So, I, so, public service announcement, everybody. It's not a slur. It is not a slur. I don't know what's going on on Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 forever impressed by Twitter's ineptness, and I I feel bad because Jack makes Gen Xers look bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Elon Musk. Most of the Woo! most of the big tech guys do. It's it's a sad thing. It really is. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to ask you guys about that kind of weird conflation slash awkward interplay between intra-fandom and inter-fandom discourse because a lot of the time I've noticed anyway when something gets picked up outside of the Raylo fandom and kind of called out it's usually because people within the fandom itself have already addressed it or at least like noticed it and started talking about it with each other and then it gets kind of picked up outside and used then to point fingers at the entire Raylo fandom have you guys noticed that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And also they will accuse us of they will accuse us of not dealing with it. And I'm like, you guys don't know the half of what we've actually deal- dealt with because a lot of times it's like if the person is cool, you're like, "Hey, this is racist." And they're like, "Oh shit." And they actually like don't have a freak out over it. So like, you know, that's the stuff you don't see obviously. And so then you do see these instances where usually, yeah, it's since we're the ones actually involved will like call something out and then that gets ignored that we called it out and it's just like oh you guys are fucking racists all of you oh i still <laughs> remember like... that there was like uh some aunties recently got like a post regarding like some Rayla who had like harassed someone at disney and i'm like one bitch oh God. four years that, ago yeah, that was fucking like three or four years ago and like everyone was fucking appalled so like you're really digging for like shit yeah because you're just like well well these people they're why are they still here i I, every time i think think of aunties i think of that like gif of that like white late that white blonde lady behind the curtain just kind of like (laughs) sneering just going like why are they having why are they being joyous and happy and they're like why do they have thick and i'm like well um and this is like tooting partially my own horn um but partially because uh back in the day uh (laughs) it sounds really old it's like four fucking years ago um I say probably like three years ago, depending for whatever. Anyway, uh, we were like, uh, one, we were like, we'd like to talk to people who, uh, don't think I'm Satan. Um, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> or at least like, they're willing to have a conversation before determining I'm Satan. I'm not saying I'm not Satan. I'm just saying it's not because of Raylo. Um, but also just, we were like, hi, we'd like to like talk about thick and shit and like doing it on Tumblr for some reason isn't the greatest space because then you get randoms going oh my god look at these people i'm like move on jan so that's literally why we have so many fandom projects was because we're like let's do something positive as opposed to like dealing with aunties on our dash every five seconds has this may have contribute to like having a lot of Raylo content maybe but you know when you weren't if you were too busy like policing multi-shippers and kicking everyone else out of your ship you too could have content (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh this brings me to the fact that like it's never going to not be funny to me that white women and asian women told me that i can't write finray like this is never this is never going to not be fucking funny in like the worst sort of like oh if I have to laugh at it or I'll cry kind of way like there was this group this particular little clique and they were people I was familiar with from Sherlock fandom and one of them I was friends with like I talked to her a lot she had a mixed race sister and I talked to her a lot about some of those issues that her sister was having and they all like they all shipped Maestrad which is Mycroft and Lestrade which is like one of the smallest ships ever um and, like, I don't know if one of them decided that 
Raylo was bad and Fenrir was the only way to go. And so, like, this whole, like, it was one of those things where, like, peer pressure made all of them sort of take this hard stance. But, like, this, like, little clique, like, was one of the main, like, little groups that tormented me. Oh, God. (laughs) In the early days. And so, yeah. And so, like... It was just bizarre. Like, I ended up, like, this was, like, one of them, like, she had commissioned fic for me before, and, like, we were, I considered her a friend, and suddenly it was just, like, she was, like, messaging me after I, I think I just reblogged Anthony Bresnikan's um, article defending the Canto Bite arc, which I do love. Like, the only thing I don't love about the Canto Bite arc is, like, the length of the father chase. Um, Let Rose Chico like, have her Disney princess moments. Yeah. So, like, um... And she messages me first on Anon and was just like, I can't believe that you would, um, you know, you're so, that you would do this and, like, that it's so important to you to ship Raylo that you don't care about Finn and that you would defend all these people who are, like, like, I forget the exact words, but it basically came down to you're being a bad black person. And so then I just said, you're, and they said that they were going to, like, unfriend me over it. And I was like, I don't even know who you are. You're on a non. So then she messaged me again. She's like, I guess, yeah, I should have not been on a non. This is me. And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, legit. Fuck you for, like, saying this to me. Like, I don't care. You have a mixed race sister. That's cool. You're not her. And, like, now I'm worried for her. Like, what messages are you giving her about, like, how she should express her blackness and how she should be black just because, like, your little clique of friends who, like, worships Rafe Fines... <laughs> And like, <laughs> who, like, <laughs> yeah, like that whole group, they were so, they were like really into like Ray Fiennes and like some other, all these other like British white dudes. And they would like give people shit about being into Adam Driver. And I'm just like, y'all need to like take a look at your fucking selves and like figure out what's going on here because it's not me. And that was the group that was responsible also for like me ending up um, not allowing comments from unlogged in people on my Finray fix. Like, no, there were zero Raylo fans who ever were like, this is awful. It was all the bad comments I ever got on my Finray fix were from Finray fans. I, I honestly don't understand it because I'm like, <coughs> you bitch that there's no fic. And then they give you fic and actually good fic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm a good writer. Like, I, as much as they tried to always tell me, oh, we don't need you here. You're not that great anyway. I'm like, I'm a good writer. So, like, yeah, I'm just going to not write. Like, it literally, like, I kept writing it out of spite for a while. I've got, like, several whips that I just finally abandoned because I was like, this doesn't make me feel good to write about this anymore because I'm nervous. I'm so anxious over how it's going to be received. Not by the people in my other ship, but by the people in the ship I'm writing for. Um, and so, like, I don't know if it's, I, I suspect it's one of the people in that group, or it was somebody who was a friend of those, like, a follower of those people, was the person who sent me, and I've, like, posted this on Tumblr or on Twitter a lot, like, because it's the one where the person told me that people like me are the reason that black men, black men shouldn't have children. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Like, no, it's the worst thing anybody has ever sent me on the internet. And, like, just the fact that it was over a ship and that it was over a black man, white woman ship, like, it blows my mind. <laughs> like, it still, it upsets me. Like, I still, like, it does upset me. And that's the thing. I Like, I hate that they were able to, like, pinpoint that because it's something that like came down to like exactly why growing up in the 80s in the south like people said that about us me and my brother but for totally different reasons like these were like fucking white supremacists said that shit to me mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna say this to me like yeah and i'm just like how 
are you that fucking stupid and cruel? Like, it's just, it's still, like, I can't even, like, fathom how somebody could be like that to somebody else. Like, I literally, someone, I think, once posted that they're like, black railos were the reason the the n-word like was created yeah I'm just like what the fuck the fuck because like being bl- there given the me given the media exists as well as just like i hate to be dramatic but if you're not white you're automatically considered a second class citizen in the united states um just being black was always something I had always been always wrestled with and I'm not even mixed so I I cannot even touch about touch on all the stuff that like April has to deal with it's just like being black being a nerd not basically being Michael B. Jordan but not cool um (laughs) (laughs) look I'm just saying that's that that was me um and also just being in a lot of nerd spaces as well as just like I was in a lot of academic spaces and those were super white, unfortunately. Um, I was always wrestling on just like being black. So having these random ass people often white on the internet going, well, like you're being a bad black person or like a not the right type of black person. At some point I was like, fuck you. Uh, I'm still black. Uh, that has not changed. It just so happens I want these people to smush faces. Um, it got worse uh, with TLJ, and I like had the audacity to ship Finn Rose because then I was like, "You obviously hate black men," and I'm like, "Look, just because I don't worship at the altar of black men does not mean I hate them. It just means I treat them like they're human." But okay, and it's just oh, and that was always the weirdest part was like pre TLJ, everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like Rose is like a Rose shipping Rose is like perfectly good thing. It's like there's like it's like one of the good woke things to do. And then immediately after it was like, oh my god, she's like the wrong type of like shipping. This is like bad. Like I'm like we literally cannot win. I remember um seeing Kelly Marie Tran getting interviews, sort of like saying, why do I have to be representative of all Asians? Like the wealth of experience. We're not all just one fucking thing. And this is partially pro- partially a problem because. Star Wars, for better or worse, and I will keep harping on this, is really fucking white. Um, but also, just like fandom, is also really fucking white. So it's like, you just can't win, so you just keep going and creating, but then they're like, well, if you ship this thing... I, I, and I remember, they were, they were trying to have like a fin fest or something, um, and they were like, we have to ban certain ships because stuff. And I'm like, you're banning a ship between a black male and a non-white woman. And if you look at like, I don't know, statistics or just like what's normally seen in media, that's really fucking rare because white women are traditionally used as the pinnacle goal for like sexual desirability. Yeah. Molly, do you want to talk about Rose and... <laughs> and yeah, because... Yeah, um, you know, because when they announced Rose, I was really excited that there was an Asian character, especially um, she's very close with her sister and I'm very Aww. close with my sister. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it you know, all the the arguments that Finray is the superior friendship. <laughs> well, well, you know, Rose is right there. It was just, it's, it's very, um, 
don't know. It just makes you feel like as a at least as an Asian woman in the Star Wars fandom that you're not very um welcomed. Yeah, I um remember like it was like I don't know because people be- even before cuz like they were primed to not like the ship. So no matter what happened on screen, I think that they would have found a reason for it to be problematic, right? Like with quotes. Because as soon as she was introduced and as soon as it became clear that she was going to be like part of Finn's story, people already were just like, you know, primed to be like, oh, she's just a replacement and blah, blah, blah. She's going to be in the way of Thin Ray and she's just been put there for this purpose to keep the white lady away from the black guy. And I'm just like, guys, <laughs> guys, you're like feeding into, you're still feeding into this whole white girls stay winning, like narrative. I still, you know? I still am like beside myself whenever, like, I think it was, it wasn't, it was immediately after TLJ that the whole conversation of like, Oh, Rose is anti-black. And I'm like, that is crazy. <laughs> That is insane. <laughs> it, uh, and, they, and then they brought up some some really, I mean, like, look, you know, if you look at the, like, if you look at the character, you know, it's like, you can see that she was very beneficial to the development of Finn's arc. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's what it was. It was, that's what, what it came to be. And then, like, when people are just talking about, like, well, you know, uh, they talk about, like, the, the black asian like uh interpersonal like uh, uh relationship it's it, like you know it, historically and it's like no 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 <laughs> we're not talking about that we're talking about finn and rose <laughs> you know it's like keep far, it here far far far, far away <laughs> all right well the stuff i i think a lot of people very justifiably had concerns about how Finn was being portrayed and treated throughout the story but it was then as as you said before kind of weaponized into shipping drama where it was like oh well this is why Finn Rose is bad as opposed to let's step back and look at how Finn is being treated by the creators right right yeah because there is like there is I think I don't necessarily agree with like everything that's brought up in terms of like how Finn is portrayed because I see some of it like differently like my perspective is sometimes like um it's as far as like Finn being the comic relief you know I have a different take on that then but I'm of course I'm gonna have a different take on it than a black man is gonna have on it because like you know black men like legitimately are probably like no I don't want to like even have like even the smallest iota of like suggestion that I'm a clown which is completely understandable um but like it gets lost all of the conversation about that gets lost in the shipping discourse when it's really all about like you know I legitimately like somebody like like more than one woman said to me like these are women saying this that black women saying this that um Finn needed to be with Ray because it would mean that he's like actually a hero because he's afforded all of the story points that a, a white male hero would get. And I'm just like, you're literally treating a white woman like a trophy. I can't do this. I cannot, like, I don't care how you try to justify that. You're treating a white woman like a trophy. And it's, it's like, it's, it's let's just not really do that. Gross. It dehumanizes, it dehumanizes Ray. And it, like, also is just, like, feeding into the same bullshit about, like, white women being, like, the ultimate prize, which is what ended up sidelining Rose. And so, like, yeah, I feel like 
there are some things we need to talk about, like in terms of like how Finn was used at times by like both Ryan and by JJ, but like it doesn't like have it it just gets so muddled when you bring it bring shipping it, into it's it. It's not it's not a binary um, thing. That's I think people are yeah. forgetting. It's not like either it's all good or all bad. It's called there are shades of gray cuz on one hand I do see why they would immediately latch on to he was basically taste. Um and unfortunately in the modern context especially in the world that we live in that is something that does happen in a policing context often to black males and that it, and mm-hmm. i do not blame anyone reacting personally from that especially if you are black and especially if you are a black male um and you have the right to that opinion and your thoughts and so forth i'm not going to deny you of that it's when white people show up and be like well uh obviously this is like i'm like shut up go away go away jan go go yell at your uncle who's a cop okay and and not to mention and not to mention the fact that like and i don't know if you i don't uh, i mean who who here i mean obviously not you would show of hands because we can't see each other but like i mean i've been told all my life that you know you know white being like having a a, a white spouse is like you've made it have you had that yeah i've had that you know what i mean it's like that that means you've made it especially if you're like a dude and you land up you land a white a, a white girl it's like oh you you married up so so like <laughs> so like so to, to you know i don't that's if that's real life you know and to see that in fandom going you know this this attitude of like prizing ray as like the pinnacle for you know the to, to, to show that yes finn has made it it's like uh here it comes mm-hmm. again yeah. <laughs> we're having yeah. this conversation especially again when, especially when like rose has been like like rose at, by the time at the point when uh the rise of skywalker came out rose had spent more time with finn than ray had correct like i don't know if screen time wise but definitely like or at least the same amount of time and um i don't know like another thing that bothered me is people talking about like saying that she was like you know like just being condescending to him when she talked about the first order and what it had done to her planet and it's like guys just because he was married in the military like he was literally he of course he doesn't know what the first order really does that's the whole point of his brainwashing that, that was like literally he has been brainwashed like why would he know yeah. about every little i'm pretty sure they don't have like pamphlets every day going hello today we have blown up this planet and subjugated these people. Right. And so, and then, like, there's the, like, and something I realized um, after, I think, my second time watching it was, like, you've got a Vietnamese actor talking about this. And, like, the fact that, like, Lana Condor was also, like, I think she mentioned that she was, like, in the running to play Rose as well. Who And she's also, I'm like, I think Ryan made the specific choice to choose a Vietnamese actor to say these lines. And I'm just, like... You know, you can't just, like, erase this message that is very important here just because you didn't like that this woman was telling a man about an experience that, no, he actually didn't have. Um, so it's just, like, I think it's just one of those examples of really reaching. And I think, I don't know, Molly, um, something that other people have brought up is the idea that people wanted Rose to be more submissive and how that plays into, like, really bad stereotypes. Right. Um, yeah. So... Her type of character, I don't. It's not common to see in American media, 
so that was refreshing and it's just like it just shows that everyone's so used to kind of that stereotypical asian girl character that's quiet and pretty <laughs> and uh, i mean there, there were comments that you know people wish that her sister were the one was the one that survived rather than rose so that just, it just shows that it's um yeah I've had this conversation or have seen this conversation happen with Poe and in TL, like mm. a TLJ where people were like, oh, you know, I don't like that Holdo girl, that Holdo lady, because he was yelling at Poe. And it's very harsh to see like a white woman lecturing a, 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 a strong Latin man. And it's like, well, well, hold on. First of all, he was wrong, though. <laughs> he was, right, exactly. And I'm saying this. As a Latina myself, he was wrong. And so she had to tell him, like, listen, you were... And not to mention, I mean, like, it's just... It's so weird to have to see this conversation, specifically from people who are not Hispanic to or not Latino, to be like, you know, to, to, to butt in and be like, well, you know, I thought that it was very racist to, to see this happen to, you know, to, to, to see this happen to Oscar Isaac's character. And it's like, well, first of all, <laughs> he, 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 you know, he... You're, he just you're, got a lot of it, people killed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he he directly disobeyed orders, you know what I mean, like from, from, of all people, General Leia, that's like, that's his general, he's supposed to, he was supposed to fall back, and because of that, they lost an entire bombing squadron, but if you want to talk about like, the, the, the lecturing of, of, of like, oh, how dare this white woman lecture a Latino man, I'm like, he killed, he, he got a lot of people killed, <laughs> what are you talking about, and so like, if yeah. we, if you want to talk about this whole thing of like, white women, you know, basically lecturing uh, 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 people who are not like, who pe- like Latinx people and, and other, and, and, and black and Asian people out of their place, sure, I hope you bring that energy to the election. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, and I think, it, I think this also brings to a broader thing that just is problem with media in general is that I think I don't want to say general audience white audiences are not used to seeing characters of color have actual arcs and actual development they're Mm -hmm. usually just there to basically check off a box and be like yes this thing is diverse as opposed to actually be challenged actually be interrogate their prior assumptions and so forth like you can see that even like Poe first seeing General Holden going like huh? Who's this chick? Oh, she's this general? Huh? Really? This is not what I expected. Or like Finn basically growing from one, his arc in TLJ, which is basically getting the fuck out of the First Order, which is already like an extremely brave thing to do and realizing, no, he can care about someone else and be like, no, I'm going to go back for Ray," And then going from that ending in TFA to TLJ, we're going like, Look, I literally just got out of a military organization that was, like, wrecked super fucked up, and I still don't think y'all are going to, like, actually win, so I'm going to go. And basically, Rose going, like, hey, that you cannot live your life that way. And that was also, like, the whole point of DJ to basically give the, you can either stand for something or stand for nothing at all. And I think that's very important, but I think partially due to like the void between TFA and TLJ people got very very into their little hand cannons um especially they're like obviously like Poe Finn and Ray are a trio and they're gonna like build a coffee shop or something I'm like that makes boring ass media sec first of all 
Second, uh, that makes absolutely no sense, and also a wake of acting skills. Um, and we see what happens because we saw the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I think um, also in terms of like um, characters of color, like you know, again comes to what you've said many times um, about they need to cast more people of color because you end up with a problem with like everybody is like there's one of each. So when there's one of each, like people get really there's you're not allowed as as much like flaws in the character and i think people are also just not used to seeing these kind of characters like have arcs that don't have to do with their race and like in star wars it doesn't because like if you have like the sort of like racism is sort of transferred over to speciesism in star wars so and also like you know droid rights and all of that so like it's weird for people to like so you've got the problem of there being one of each plus, you know, race isn't actually a fact. Race is, a, is an out-of-universe factor that, yeah, we need to, like, if you look at the optics, yes, it's kind of like the whole thing with, with Poe being a spice runner in, in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, in-universe, that's not a big deal. But out-of-universe, like, just like with the tasing, just like with the dynamics um, between the Black community and the Asian community, just like the white woman versus the latino man and him having a temper that all comes into play but if we had more of everybody like it wouldn't be as big a deal um but i guess i guess you do have two two latino men because you do have benicio you know but he's sort of like i don't know i he's i doesn't read as much as latino i think like i don't want to step he, you know, I think, and that's, that, that leads into actually another discussion that, like, in this fandom with regards to, like, how they generally treat, uh, uh let's be honest, and when I say general fandom, of course, like, you, uh, Neem, I'm, I'm gonna go and say white, <laughs> but they have this... <laughs> That they have this perception of what like a Latino person is or what an Asian person is. It's like you know Asian people are supposed to be submissive, just like Latino people are supposed to be like this like dashing and sexy and you know they're supposed to be spicy. And it's like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> not, uh, not everybody's Sofia Vergara, so like you know chill. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but like, it's just, they have this expectation of like, uh, what Poe is supposed to be like, and, and unfortunately, like TFA didn't really help because they didn't really have much of a story. He was just like a very blank cart character. I mean, he was supposed to die. And then he was like, he was, he was supposed to, yeah, he was, the man was supposed to die and it showed. (laughs) Yeah. Because JJ doesn't know how to say no to, Uh, I doesn't know how to do a lot of things. <laughs> he got charmed by Oscar Isaac. Yes, is a, is a very attractive man. But he's very charming, and of course, you know, I get that. But like, <laughs> he could just hold him, buddy. No, we can't, unfortunately. But like, um, but you know, they uh, unfortunately TFA didn't really have much of a arc for him, and so because of that, they have all these all everybody's head cannons of what they figure Latino Latin men are. They basically. You know, with I, I don't know on purpose or without, but they kind of just funneled that into him, you know. And it's like, it's you you can kind of see it, and you're like, oh, this is such a weird place. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. And as a Latina myself, I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> I don't want to want to I don't want to wade those waters. But it just kind of made it worse when TLJ came out, and then like we see we get to see him, we get to see Poe being an actual person. 
You know what I mean? He 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 mm-hmm. he's an actual flawed human being. <laughs> you know, he's not you're like your Latin lover. And so um because of that, people get all up in their feelings about like, oh, you know, how 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 dare Holdo, you know, yell at this man? And I'm like, I'm sorry he yelled at your, you know, space Latinx boyfriend, but like he's you know, he's a person. And he fucked up. And he fucked up. He's a person yeah. and he fucked yeah. up and he and he made up for it in the end. You know, because he had to, because he was supposed to be like, he was supposed to be, a, a you know, a General General Organa's right hand. It also might be worth asking or just kind of speculating, I guess, on how much of this kind of discussion actually goes on between the creators themselves or people at Lucasfilm. Like, what's the intentionality in the text? Because the closest I've seen of like a public acknowledgement besides like, you know, vague comments about the importance of diversity from people like JJ is um, Jason Fry on Twitter responding to people's concerns about Rose and oh God, her yeah. relationship with Finn in the TLJ novelization, which was really great yeah. to see. Yeah. But aside from that, like, you know, it's great on one hand that these conversations go on in fandom. There's obviously shades of how productive or genuine some areas of the discourse are, but like how much of that's actually touching the creators, which is what really should actually matter because that's what's there on a broader cultural platform right i feel and this is honestly bringing it back to the uh, supposedly a very simple solution but people claim it's very complex is like you need more diverse people both in front and behind the camera to basically yes deal with these type of issues or be like uh actually the way the optics of this looks actually can't go into this in many cases it's like in many cases and i've learned this over time it's not that people are actively doing it out of hatred it's often due of ignorance or when someone does not have particular yeah. lived-in experiences they're not going to necessarily think of them yeah what somebody talked about too it's like the like with Oh, I forget. It was a really great thread about the thing with Rose is that it's like they just didn't think about it at all. And sometimes that's worse than people actually being malignant. It's like with um, when Ray Carson said that thing about Megan and Harry. I like I don't think like obviously that's not what she was thinking. But because of she's a white woman, it did not occur to her. And also because I think because of Megan being like like she doesn't pass as white. But, you know, she like basically is like. Yes, I don't think I obviously and she said she was thinking a more funny thing like Harry in an apron, which I'm like, yeah, that's a wonderful image. Like it was all about optics. So I'm like, I don't hate her. (laughs) I'm just kind of like, you just really need to like think more about things before you say them, you know, and I think that that's like almost it's just like it's it's stressful to deal with that kind of thing because, you know, you end up in that situation where you feel almost like you have to comfort the person after you call them out. It, it's it's called, you know? oh my god, you're being so mean. It's like, oh my god, I didn't think of this. I'm like, I, I, I know you didn't, which is why I brought it up. Please stop crying. Right. I, I didn't say you were <laughs> bad. Per- and, this, and this is the part that I think people forget. When someone says what you did was racist, they're not saying that you are a bad person necessarily or that you are someone filled with hatred. It's just that we live in a racist society and we have racist structures put in place and it takes a lot of unlearning 
to know these things and lots of biases to unlearn. We're not saying anyone's perfect. Hell, I'm not even perfect. There are things that I have misstepped with and I am willing and open to apologize and going like, hey, this was on me. I did not know, but thank you for telling me this. Well, I mean, like I said, this, uh, like Issa said, we were, we're, we're, this is a society that like we, I mean, like it, it, we don't think about these things ahead of time. And so, and so we're, used, we're so used to doing that, that like, you know, we, we, we're, we're not used to, be, we're not used to people just being like, Hey man, that's uh that's not cool. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> although it would be helpful to, for somebody to come out and say, Hey man, this this isn't cool. What you just said, and here's why X Y Z. And you're like, oh damn, oh okay, I'm sorry. It's like it's like it's yeah. like it's. It, I think the approach should be like you have something between your teeth, or you have a booger in your nose. Right. <laughs> Do something very about that. Very visible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because like I know that like. It's one of those things, like, I, I used to be very hardcore, intent doesn't matter, it's the impact, but now I'm like, you know, intent should matter in, like, my immediate response, you know, it's like, um, and, and also the way people respond to critique, you know, so if, yeah, if your intention really wasn't, like, bad, then I think it should be easier to just be like, oh, no, my bad, you know, than it. But people, like, tend to use intention as, like, an excuse for why they shouldn't be called out or something, you know? But, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, the bone is broken whether you meant to, like, shove somebody down the stairs or not. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to honestly, yeah, I'm going to be slightly less mad at the person who accident, who was careless than the person who intentionally shoved me. But that doesn't mean that... It didn't hurt. It ever should be, like... Br like brushed off um i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah i think it's just i think it's because i'm tired <laughs> so i don't want the fights to be as intense you know maybe so i've just sort of like mellowed slightly on that front but um until the person you know decides that they're they've been irrevocably injured by somebody being hey maybe you didn't realize but that's a little racist <laughs> um I, I think know. it's I think someone made yeah. the metaphor of like it's like someone stepping on your foot so, someone stepping on your foot it's like either they did it intentionally or not that that's if they did it intentionally you suck please get off my foot if you did it unintentionally this is my foot please get the fuck off um they're like still continuing to step on your foot it's like please get the fuck off of my foot and it's like why are you so upset it's like because you're still standing on my fucking foot <laughs> <laughs> that's actually good when I step in things, like, I don't, like, I know that, like, because there was that whole issue when the dark fic writer got doxxed. I lost a lot of followers over that because, like, mainly because at first I didn't realize the severity of it. And then after I realized the severity, I was like, oh, shit. But, um, people just, like, were on me to, like, apologize and all this, and I was like, I did, like, I don't remember if my apology was good or not, but, like, my stance was, I'm not gonna sit here and, like, beat myself up over this because that then puts the burden on other people to comfort me. So, it's just not something I'm gonna do, and also I think that people get, it like, a sick satisfaction over watching people just over and over just, like, be like, oh my god, I'm the worst person ever. And I'm like, yeah, I jumped to some conclusions and probably part of them were because I don't like that person <laughs> no yeah you know, but like mm -hmm. but yeah i just think that like 
there's these expectations like that it just all plays out sort of like the same way it seems every time and it's just like no I don't expect people to like sit there I don't want people to like go on and on and on for days and days about how wrong they were I just want them to like I just want to see the change. at some point that that self-flagellation like becomes performative and it's like yeah we were like we really don't need to say this we can just move on to post cat pictures I mean like really it's just keep going <laughs> no like that's that's usually my approach because like I remember once I had accidentally said something ableist and I did not know it was ableist um and someone told me it's like oh god thank you for telling me I sincerely apologize this was not the intention that I meant and I left it at that I still got hate mail over it I'm like I'm not gonna go and like flagellate myself over because one then it just looks super performative and looks like I want sympathy I'm going to try and like change my actions and move forward and people believe that that's fine if they don't you know that's their right do we want to talk about because that the whole thing with the doxing of that one person brings up the whole thing of like how we deal with fix that are actually racist <laughs> like do we want to talk about that at all? Because, like, I don't even want to talk about dark pick. I don't give a fuck about dark pick. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I think know. it just it gets really weird and sticky when people start, like, um, start using these characters that, you know, that non-white characters that were, like, you know, put them in a position that you're, like, I oh, don't know, man. This seems really yikes. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's just, yeah. It's also, like, I feel and, like, I still this is also a sticky situation just the concept of dark fic has changed to like sort of just mean like mm -hmm. hi you just mean like non-con or rape fic when it's just like stuff that mm -hmm. deals with dark themes it just so happens in particular sub fandoms it means oh rape fic and it's like no it can be, deal with like concepts dealing with like I don't know abortion emotional abuse and other things like there's a lot of stuff that would be consequently going under the concept of dark fic um, it's just for better or worse, the immediate assumption is like, oh, it deals with rape. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not the only way dark fic can be dark, but yeah, I feel like that's more of a like um, genre discussion per se. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we have not just the, that person's fic, but we also had the issue with the one beauty and the beast fic. I the one where Finn is Gaston, Hux is like the good, nice person, which is fucking hilarious. Hi. <laughs> um, and I remember the author had the uh, strong opinion of, well, uh, black people didn't exist in the 1900s. I don't understand why people are making a big deal. I'm just using Finn as a name. And I'm like, that just kind of tells me that one, you're not only kind of racist, you're also kind of dumb um that can, neither of these the end like the first one can be dealt with the second of one that's an inherent quality for you um and that's not fixable so i'm just gonna like move on with my life um look i can fix many things but i can't fix stupid uh, i mean i mean the concept of a boat is so strange to people they're like what people sailed around boats uh that's weird <laughs> sorry just uh <laughs> Well, I mean, it's also really stupid because, like, you know, considering this version of Beauty and the Beast takes place in France and, like, Alexander Dumas <laughs> exists. His dad existed, too. Among others. Yeah, among others. It, but, yeah, no, no, it's ahead. very fascinating, but everyone's, that, that's usually the usually the excuse, and not just in, like, Raylo fandom, but in, fan, in like, both fandom as well as non-fandoms, like, well, um, it's 
ahistorical to have people of color here. And I'm like, you do realize boats exist. You do realize there was like the whole Silk Road ass thing. So like pretty sure you find Asians too. Like you weren't, it wasn't all just people of mayo because you wanted spices. <laughs> people of mayo. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And, and I mean, it just goes to, and I think that one's a good example too of like, you ended up being the bad guy in that situation because you were one of the main people that called out. And that person, that author, she's fine. She's beloved by a certain like segment of fandom. I, she's fine. I mean, I, you know? I always accepted ever since like I got on like a block list of like, back in like I think 2016 of like people who are anti is I'm like no I just said you were being racist because your meta sucked uh but if that makes me uh anti then um wow you are you have a really low standard okay uh yeah and it's like all anybody's doing and like I, I know other people have different opinions I'm never telling somebody take that down because like you know, I, a censorship is just like sticky and it's something, it's a, it is a true slippery slope. Um, my thing, if I've ever talked to somebody about stuff like that, it's like, just think about it. Do you really, is this what you want to be writing? Like if you didn't realize that this is the optics of what you're writing, is it what you want to be writing? Like that's all I ever really want it's to get across. If, it's a, if it's what you, you wanted know? to be writing as much as like, this is how it can be interpreted. Is this the is was this yeah. your intention? If that was your intention, well then okay. If not, yeah. If not, I'm not telling you you're a bad person. I'm just saying like here's a thing you should think about. You know, <laughs> like it's weird, and I I feel like it's it's one of those things because I try to be so careful, like like um, you know, making like I'm a, I like I'm sort of a very slow conversion student in terms of like converting to Judaism. Like it's a very slow process for me <laughs> as far as the learning. But like even with that, whenever I wrote Kylo is Jewish in the Great Big No, I was like talking to Zaf daily, <laughs> like <laughs> about like how you know. And one of the things I wanted to avoid was like may having it come across as Judaism 101 or just like sort of not. And, and, like, not leaning into stereotypes and things like that and, like, having, like, him have any beliefs that, like, are just really, like, contradictory to his faith. And, like, so, you know, the fact that, like, I was that worried about it and other people are just, like, and then if, if like, if there were other Jewish people who were allowed to have a problem with it, I would listen to them. And so it's just, like, you know, because my one sensitivity reader <laughs> is, like, not the, you know, end-all, be-all, like you know, authority on Jewish characters, but, like, so then for people to just brush this off, like, you know, oh, whatever, I'm not worried about it. It just kind of, it's just, like, it's baffling to me. Like, I don't think it makes him a bad person. I'm just, like, think it makes him kind of a careless person. Well, you know what's funny is that, like, it kind of reminds you, you, it kind of reminds me of, um, uh, like, way, way back in the day, uh, and by that I truly mean back in the day, like, in the 80s, um, (laughs) Neil Gaiman, um, of The Sandman and Good Omens and all that, he wrote a really great story about, uh, about a transgender character, and people asked him about, about that, they're like, oh, you know, this story, this, uh, this, this, uh, woman that you wrote, her name was Wanda, she's a trans woman, um, uh, you know, you're, you're obviously a straight cis man, like, but you wrote her so beautifully, and you wrote her to, true to form, uh, you know, did you get anybody to help you, and he's like, yeah, I had people from the, who were trans activists, who were my friends, who, like, I gave, I, I, I spoke to him about this, I, we had long conversations about 
about like, you know, how I should write this character. I gave them my story to proof and to read and, and, you know, they, to guide them uh, basically. And it's like, you know, that's, that's when I first found out about like, Oh, you know, you as a writer and, and I'm not, my, not even a writer myself, although I'm trying to be, uh, but like as a writer, you'd imagine, I'd imagine that you, you know, if you're going to be writing something that is outside your scope of view, you should want to reach out to people if if they're open and willing to um, to say, hey, do you mind if you take a look at this and let me know if you know something about this doesn't seem this like rubs you wrong, the wrong way, and if so, just let me know. Um, you know, and and it's it's only it's it's called due diligence. You know, you're you're doing you know you're doing your homework, and I don't think that's too much to ask. So Mo- Molly, giving your perspective as an Asian woman, like how have you seen like racism both like in Raylo and also like you're also a cosplayer so you've also probably also experienced some issues in that arena as well um well as a, as a cosplayer I mean the the cosplay community is really large in Asia but uh, in the U.S. I think I would say a huge percentage are white cosplayers and they usually cosplay you know Asian characters um, which is, you know, it's fine. But then, uh, when you're, when you're Asian cosplaying, uh, like a white character, suddenly you're the Asian Kylo. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. yeah. And you're seen as inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, a lot of the black cosplayers have the same issues. Yeah. Too. They're, um, they're like, oh, with... you're the black version. It's like, no, I'm cosplaying as X. It's just, I didn't yeah. put on body because... paint because that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> It's not part of the costume. I mean, and also it's like they know you're they know you're Kylo because you're like wearing the Kylo costume. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's the the whole issue about um, darkening your skin when you're cosplaying to be accurate, quote unquote accurate. Um, and you know, for, for white cosplayers, see it as an accuracy, but um, they, I feel like a lot of the online community they don't take. Crit- criticism well no um <laughs> like like you know like april like april say, uh, said you could just admit that you made a mistake and change but um most people they just get into defense mode and i think that's also the issue with the the Raylo fandom is that people are so used to defending themselves from antis is that when they actually point out racism within the community they don't they don't want to hear it I don't know. I think this is maybe like the first uh, fandom I've been in where you're com- you're repeatedly called as a white woman just for liking a shit. Well, yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like sometimes um, because of that, when I'm on Twitter, I want to post actual photos of myself to show that you know there's different people of color that like the ship. And just to kind of to show the that they're wrong without you know um, of actually like attacking other people. No, it's just it's so weird because it's like I feel like we're constantly having to fight um, for our identity. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, for me, every day since growing up, um, my my Latinidad is is constantly questioned because of like my interests, and it's just so insane and weird. It's like. I don't know if you guys get that. <laughs> yeah, 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 and like, um, I mean, I I lived um, in a 
pretty white neighborhood. Um, most of like, I, yeah, actually all my life. Um, my mom, my mom's neighborhood has become more diversified over the past like 10 years or so, but you know, I haven't lived with her in years, but like, um, and so, and like, I went to schools that were mostly white and I had a lot of white friends and like, I was that chick listening to like Nirvana <laughs> and like blind melon uh. with my white friends. And so like, yeah, that was an issue. And like, yeah, I've always loved other aspects. Like I've loved aspects of black culture, obviously too. Um, I was raised by my mother though. Um, so like, yeah, that's one of those things. And it's something I've had to deal with like constantly my whole life and even now. And, uh, I have to like sometimes try hard not to overcompensate. Um, but like, um, it's, yeah. And the thing with like that Molly brought up with photos, it's like people also don't understand maybe that like the women of color in the Raylo community aren't as visible because there's a lot more danger for us in posting our photos than there are for white women to post their photos. And like anybody, any woman posting her photo online is like running a gauntlet, obviously. But, um, you know, it's just like a lot of like women of color just don't put their images online because, you know, that's the first thing people attack is appearance. And like, if your appearance is racialized in any way, it's going to be the critiques on your appearance are going to be racialized. So. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, and so, yeah, it's it's a fairly white community because the whole fandom is pretty white, but also it's, like, still a very diverse community. It's just, like, not visibly so for many reasons other than, like, it just being white women. Um, which, oh, God, by the way. So that, um, I don't remember which article it was, but the one where we actually got the woman to like make some corrections, but her corrections were half. Oh God! The, the British. Oh, the, that was Rebecca Harrison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So her like it, the one that like got me the most of her corrections was when she was like, "Okay, I'll admit that the fandom isn't all white women, but the white women still have all the power." And I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I was like, fuck you for, like, infantilizing us. Like, what the fuck? First, first of all, I'm just kind of, like, trying to, like, just trying to, like, having, like, a computation breakdown of, like, I didn't know there was power in fandom. Like, um, as far as I remember, it was usually the people running the fan cons who were usually white dudes, but okay, um, that's a, that's a thing, but okay. And yeah, I totally understand the whole trying to, like, sometimes feeling like you need to overcompensate. I am very much black and Muslim, so already I get the whole, oh, wait, you're not Christian? And I'm like, no, you've not been in a black church? Only for funerals? <laughs> and um, I, I lucked out because I'm the oldest of four children, and I grew up in a very nerdy household. Um, on the downside, that ruined all my social skills until the age of 25. Ah, um, uh, you know, you don't, you don't need friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't, it did not help that, like, um, even though I was in a homeschooling community, most of the families that we were, that were there were either white and there's like maybe like one Asian family, but it's like mainly white people. I went to a tech school in Boston and there's a lot of fucking white people there. Okay. Boston's really fucking white. I love Boston. It's also really fucking racist. Um, but it's a fuck it. I went to a fancy school and there was mainly white people. 
okay? I was like one of like, I think maybe five people in my graduating class in my department. Um, it was, it was so much fun. Um, so, and I also like, I was, uh, the weird one. I liked anime and manga before it was cool. Um, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying this of like, I remember downloading like episodes of Slayers in three parts because that's what you had to do, do back then. And like having the final we're, fucking. We're, 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 we're all goth preachers. It's fine. We don't, we're not going to judge here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember, like, just the existence now of, like, oh, my God, like, BTS is so cool. And there's, like, actual black fangirls. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, back when I was a kid growing up, that was, like, you're not really black. You're, like, an Oreo. And I'm like, I hate Oreos, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do not. I'm sorry. Those cookies <laughs> suck. Um, but, no, it's very, it's very interesting just seeing also just the transition of, like, nerd culture now and seeing how it is becoming more it's not necessarily becoming more diverse because we always existed as much as it's becoming more visible that it's a diverse space because mm-hmm. i remember mm-hmm. um i think smalls on tumblr posted like video posted like a video from like the rise of, no um the return of the jedi and i was like oh my god yeah. there's a black fangirl and i was like oh wait because my grandfather took my took my mother to see Star Wars when yeah. it came up. And I distinctly remember that most likely my dad also went to see Star Wars when it came out back then. So Yeah. yeah. Was the thing I loved in the get down is how into Star Wars and comics those boys. Yeah, were. you know what's you know yeah. Like, it bugged me. It bugged me that the sister was like, I don't like Star Wars because I'm like, gosh, you would have loved it. But like you know, just the fact that like the boys were all like so nerdy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, well, you know what's well, you know what's funny is that like I grew up in New York City, like of the eighties and nineties. So like, um, and I my my neighborhoods were predominantly black and left and Latinx uh, uh, communities, and so like you know we you know to see a it's so insane to be like wow it's finally visible to see like a black nerd and it's like you don't what they, no they've been around. <laughs> around <laughs> what are you talking about we've been around they I, and so like it's it's it, it was only it was only until i for me at least um i had a brief stint living in connecticut oh Lord. um my apolo- no no my beta, yeah my beta is chinese and she lives in connecticut and she cries daily because she's like I miss I miss having I miss having my food because um, she's like there's only two Asian grocery stores and they don't even have half the things I want. She's originally from New Jersey and she lives in like a primarily Asian neighborhood, so she's like I can't even get things I like. It's a fun experience when you wake up and you when you when you move outside your you know the the community that you were raised in like that you're that you yourself identify with and you're moved into like a predominantly white uh, uh, community and you go. Oh, racism! That's what that is! <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's what minority means! <laughs> no! <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, like, when, when, and it was there that, like, I was that, like, and I was only there, thank God, for only six months until, like, my mom was like, this is crazy. We need to go back home. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> But, like, it was so insane that, like, my, like, I, I never had my Latinidad tested until I was there. And it was like, you are questioning my 
my my Latinidad. That's so insane. <laughs> like, but I didn't know what to say because I didn't know like, you know, I I don't know. I just I just I figured like again because I was so used to people like being Puerto Rican and 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 growing up in New York City. I just figured you know we have the Puerto Rican Day Parade here. Like it's the biggest one in the in the country. And so I just assumed that everybody knew what that was <laughs> until I moved to Connecticut. I was like, oh no 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 no, no this is bad. But like um. But nerd stuff has been predominantly, it's such a weird, it's so weird to see this conversation of like, yeah, there are nerds that are not white and they exist. <laughs> they exist, guys. Do you guys feel like there's this kind of double pressure from both sides? Because I, I feel like, you know, as a queer Raylo shipper, and you're often kind of erased on the wider fandom community, kind of, you just don't exist effectively to people with vested interests. Um I was wondering if you feel like there's this like double expectation because I feel like this on one level where you have to call out shit in your own community but then you're also ignored on a wider level when it's convenient to whatever point people are trying to make. Oh yeah, yeah, that and and um, like so one of the more complicated things is this whole idea where like how you know for the white Raylos, Raylos of color are you know like we're trying to like impress them and there are we're their pets basically and all that oh and no like, and i'm just like <sighs> oh it's awful it's like you know i mean it's like just call us uncle tom's like you know if you're gonna go like don't like dress it up like that but it's like it has like my the way i operate in this ship has nothing to do with white people you know it's like except whenever i have to confront racism so it's just like it's just bizarre that people aren't who who don't know are just like they just decided well because this person doesn't fit my narrative obviously there again it's people like saying you're a bad black person because you have because you have a small group of white friends and like but then on the flip side yes sometimes there are white raylos who like hide behind raylos of color you know and then there's also the fact that like sometimes non-black women of color in the raylo fandom like try to say they can't be racist uh, kind of like yeah you can be anti you can still be anti-black and it's just like i've seen in the black community especially with coronavirus mm-hmm. like i've and, seen a lot yeah, of ignorance and sentiment and like no from, yeah no, it doesn't work mm. so it's yeah so it's like bigotry yes it can like it, you can have like this like getting into the you know between the different communities of color yes those are issues but white people shouldn't be talking about that at all like that's the thing that gets me is like especially like with the with Finn and Rose with the with the whole thing with the black and the Asian communities it's like you know you don't get to talk about this if you're white this is an intra like community issue that you just are not a part of and because it's your been because it's all because of white supremacy you definitely do not get to be a part of the conversation but I have you an know opinion and I am woke and I'm trying to prove that I am woke okay <laughs> let me have my feelings yeah, so it is, yeah, it's, yeah, you're getting it from, like Chris, like Christy said, you're getting it from all sides, and it's just like, um, I don't know, just, like, and then bring in the queer thing, too, because, like, I'm, I'm bisexual, and then, you know, so, like, not only does the, oh, it's all white women thing come up, it's, all like, it's straight all white, lady. white like, women. Please, please stop. Yeah, as I say, while, like, the people, nobody in my group chat is straight, <laughs> like, you know and like yeah we do tend to like stick together but still it's just like i just have to laugh it's also fucking hilarious because like raylo is actually the first ship where like i've actually met 
more shippers of color than previous fandoms. I mean, I think part of it was the one good thing aunties did was like they kept calling us all white ladies. And we were like, I'm not white. Trust me. My bank account <laughs> says I'm not white. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then whenever I do, yeah, if I see a black shipper, I'm just like, I follow immediately. And then I decide later whether I actually vibe with the person. But it's just like, I need to like, just immediately follow. It's like being at a conference. It's like, and you know, what's really unfortunate is that like, I don't know about you, but like about everybody here, but like, you know, we, we constantly struggle, or at least for me, like, you know, we're, we're constantly in white spaces every day, work, school, you know, I, like, I don't know, I know for me, um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I work in corporate America. So, oh, uh, so, so <laughs> I work in corporate America. So like, you know, whenever I see another, like, uh, another, uh, Latinx person, um, I glom onto them like, like, like glue. <laughs> I have one person. I have one. Unfortunately, she's not with us anymore. She moved on to another company. Damn it! Uh, but she, but like she sat right next to me, and I go, oh, oh, you're, oh, you're, 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 you're Latina. And so she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, like I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico. My my family's from Puerto Rico. And she's like, oh, me too. And I'm like, oh my god, we're best friends already. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me, like, the one time, sometimes I feel, like, in fandom, like, the time that, okay, so my husband's white, and he's from Kansas City, like, actually from, like, a, a suburb of, of Kansas City, Kansas, so, like, um, he grew up with this guy who was, like, a pro rodeo rider who won a bunch of awards, so, like, one time we were, um, visiting his parents for Christmas and New Year's and he was like, well, Will's having a big party because he made, like, the most money in the pro rodeo, blah de blah It's like, go to this party with him. And it's, like, like, literally the only person of color, like, in any capacity. And, like, you know, and, and like, my husband is, like, one, the, like, least racist white person I've ever met other than my best friend because I don't surround myself with racist white people. But, like, you know, it's just really funny when I was just, like, oh, God. And usually I kind of, like, I don't always notice, but when it's, like, that much, like, it's the rodeo. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I went to, I went to, barn. Oh, I went to a Springsteen concert <laughs> years ago. And, oh, and I was, like, yeah, and Madison Square Garden. So you know, Ooh. you come from like yeah. So like you know, you're you're in um, you know, you're, if you're in, like me and you're like you know anywhere in New York City, you're like you know in the very diverse neighborhood, no matter where you go. And then you go to Madison Square Garden. It's Bruce Springsteen. I love Springsteen, but like when you go into the audience and you're like, you look to the left, you look to the right, and you go, oh shit, the only person who is probably Latinx or black or anything works as an usher or works for Madison Square Garden themselves. <laughs> no, like, no. literally, I, I usually, I say this jokingly to people, but unfortunately, it's very true. I'm in academia, um, which is also a very white space, shockingly. Um, and uh, I trans, before I moved to, like, my current field, I was in mathematics for a while, um, still tangentially, but uh, you literally saw the same, like, five black people at, like, every big math conference like I, I told a friend like I can't afford to have beef with them because these are the only five that exist like you at least <laughs> if you're white you're able to have like drama and shit I can't because it's like you're literally the only one so even if I hate you like we'll like tolerate each other <laughs> uh. I wanted to ask you guys how you feel 
or if fandom for you has changed at all since the rise of Skywalker in terms of, well, especially Molly, I hope that you would want to talk about what happened with Rose um, and like the the additional Poe's backstory and kind of where they went with Finn or where they didn't go with him. Uh, and also, of course, Raylo becoming canon, whether that's changed anything for you guys. Okay. Um, well, just with, with Rose, um, before the movie came out, I, you know, there was a lot of maybe like conspiracy theories to why she wasn't in any promotional material. Maybe she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe they just wanted to avoid the backlash, but I, I didn't actually expect that they would completely write her out of the story. Um, and it's just so depressing because, you know, I, I grew I grew I grew up in a pretty Asian community, so sometimes, um, and I basically grew up on Asian media, um, so it wasn't until much older that I realized that there's not much Asian Asian uh, representation in American media. So when I started getting to Star Wars, I was I actually started noticing, uh, realizing the importance of there being a main Asian lead and you know when the toys first came out I was pretty I don't know, I, I can't I can't describe the feeling of seeing a figure of Rose and she you know looks so much like me and you know that that meant something and for them to to really um I guess kind of appease the uh, the fans that didn't like her and to completely write her out it's just so disrespectful and that, you know, just thinking about it makes me angry. And I, I really, I don't know, I just feel like w- with the movie and with how they've just completely ignored her, that it's it's so, it's, it's been kind of hard for these last two months to continue being in the fandom, to be honest. Yeah, I, um, and I think it, like, Chris Terrio's commentary on why she only had a minute or so of screen time it makes it worse because it's like it's not a good excuse you literally already decided to sideline her whenever you decided to keep her on base whenever like there are other people who could have fulfilled that role and like honestly i expected the dynamic to be more like um poe taking over for leia on the ground and finn being out there finn and rose and ray being sort of out there like this is before we got all started getting all the trio stuff you know and which, you know, so it's just like, you know, you already made the choice to take her out of the main action because, like, the stuff happening on base was never an A plot or a B plot, you know? It's just, or a plot. So, like, you made that decision and then you're going to just be like, oh, it was because the scenes weren't good. And it's like, none of, like, I'm sorry, nobody wants to talk about this, but none of the Leia scenes are good. No, none. They aren't. They aren't. They They are garbage. And I'm like... I was honestly very confused. I'm like, we have so many Leia VAs. Like, you, I honestly thought it was going to be, like, her, like, off-base, like, giving, like, messages to Poe or something as a way of incorporating Leia instead of, like, doing this fake-ass CGI stuff that, like, yeah. looked garbage. Her- yeah, there's so yeah, many she's ways She's animatronic it. Leia is what I called her. And I'm like, I hate that. And I'm just like, because I love the character so much and I love Carrie Fisher so much. And I'm just like, this is, I, I don't know, like... 
it's just, it's, it's so hard to be, you know, and then like for them to just compound that and be like, oh, it's because these didn't meet our photorealism standards. And I'm like, okay, well, what happened to the scene with her and, and Ray And, and that's, I think the part that you know? makes me right. even angrier because like they showed us that I was at, so I went to Celebration and I know Molly was there too, but when I saw that mm-hmm. scene, when I saw that like photo at Celebration, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so cool. There's going to be a girl gang. And then they had the, um, Star Wars, uh, like the road to road the Skywalker and they had like a Rose and Ray comic and I was like oh my god there's like so much dumb bitch energy on this like page <laughs> I like, not that I did I did not know that dynamic and I was like oh my god I fully expected like a fool that I was and I don't know why I thought like <laughs> I I don't know why I'm I'm putting on my clown makeup just even thinking about it we but I was a fucking I was don't worry. I I yeah I was a fucking fool for months going. <sighs> We're, obviously, we're gonna have some Ray and Rose, like you know, friend, female, like friend action, like just like we saw with with Haldo and and Leia, where it's gonna continue on to Ray and Rose. I got faith. I know, I know. And anyways, clown makeup, guys, clown makeup, everybody. But like Jesus Christ, I was I was expecting so much of that, like just gearhead attitude of like just of these two girls. You oh, know God, what I mean? Like yeah. I was really hoping to have to see that going on while like Finn is is, is doing his uprising. Speaking of clown makeup, remember when we thought Jana was going to be a character? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> like I was so excited when I saw first saw her. I was just like, oh my god, she's gorgeous. That costume would be so great to cosplay. Oh my god, I could just wear my hair out. Pretty much, like, I was like, so many girls are like... going to go up to Halloween and like have their natural hair. Like it was kind of like when I like saw Black Panther, I was like, oh my god, like all these little girls are now going to have the dreams that I couldn't have back in the day because I was like why don't I have like long flat straight hair and like why am I this but I was like oh my god she has natural hair it's so great she'll like, glorious part of me she'll glorious like, is this JJ trying to be like well we can only have one woman of color and they already casted Rose so we're gonna replace her with Jenna and I was like nah that's like stupid and then I saw the rise of Skywalker and I was like cool. um, I, I mean you didn't die which is an improvement over Val from Solo. No, I've not forgotten about this Lucasfilms. Um, so that's a big, mm-hmm. big improvement. But I gotta love how uh, most of the uh, uh, black women in Star Wars either are wearing a mask the most entirety of the time or they die within like 15 minutes of screen time or something like that. Or like, they don't really add anything to the plot or have any type of narrative. They're just there to like support the main characters. I'm just like... And she made things worse, almost. <laughs> like, and I don't mean that in like, it, it, like what I mean is like in the terms Overall of like the arc whole thing and narrative, with Finn yeah. and the, yeah, the whole thing with Finn and the stormtrooper, like leaving and like it, it making it being about being force sensitive, and I was just like, this is so bad. Like, this is one, so this bad. Is- it not only narrows the scope of the universe, but it also just like. It makes these stormtroopers special, and then the other ones just deserve to get blown up. And just like, also like the whole thing with, um, oh yeah, so you know, oh we've all speculated. She was even asked. Naomi Aki was even asked, "Are you Lando's daughter?" And they're like, "No, no, absolutely." Like, I, I, I sincerely believe them when they said that they, they were like, "No, absolutely not." So to have that thing tossed in in a visual dictionary. No, 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 the, no, no. The thing is, she's not. We, there is no confirmation because. Um, we only know that his daughter was abducted. Um, oh, yeah, There was okay. no confirmation as to, like, whether Jana is Lando's daughter because, like, who gives anything about confirmation about anything? We love fucking Mystery Box. No, because I literally did... 
I literally did because I was like, okay, like if he's if she's Lando's daughter, I'm a little annoyed because that's AC saying all black people are related in space. Um, because that's <laughs> that's how it is. But I was like, okay, if she's not Lando's da- daughter, then like obviously maybe she's related to Finn because they said they were going to talk about Finn's backstory in the rise of skywalker except it was nowhere to narrow to be seen it instead it was a black male yelling after a white woman the entire fucking time and i was like right you know and then mm-hmm. and then they did nothing with lando either it's like lando was there because jj was probably like oh i gotta put lando in the story i, I w- and he didn't know I what was to so do with insulted him because i was like okay f- so first of all in the last scene of the rise of skywalker i was like uh I was annoyed for so many characters, even the ones I didn't really care about. Like Poe, I was like, why is Poe like giving the fuck up? Like that's like very antithesis to Poe. Like I may have problems with Poe, but like giving the fuck up is something he's never actually really heard of. Um, and then like, oh, look at all these like ships and stuff showing up now because Lando asked him like, wait, wait, you said yes to Lando, but not General fucking Leia Organa. What yeah, the fuck? you know, I mean, like. <laughs> Yeah, and then we find out later, isn't this also in supplementary material, that it's because, like, it, like it's, like, Leia started, like, the uh, First Order had, like, been going after these planets or whatever and making sure that, the, and I'm like, yeah, that's something we kind of speculated was possibly going on. It would have been on, cool to see it on like, the screen. Nice yeah, like, a lot of things in the movie, if we'd seen just some things on screen, would have possibly made more sense. But, like, yeah, with Lando, I'm like, he didn't even get to have, like, a huge emotional, like, connection to, like, you know, being reunited with the Falcon and, and his wife, you know? Like, <laughs> and it's one of those things where they could have, like, even if you haven't seen Solo, it would have been a good moment for him to, like, really take in that he's back. Because, like, even without context, that's important that he's back with the Falcon. But if you've seen Solo, then you're like, oh, he's back with L, so it like it would have been a deep emotional yeah moment, but that's not pew pew and jj didn't have anything he could steal from so yeah no, was, it was, it was it, it, and, and so oftentimes i i sometimes think about like something like how that would go and literally in my head i'm like this would not take more than less than a minute for him to acknowledge the falcon less than a minute just be like just tap the thing go hey girl and just and yeah, oh my god <laughs> that's a, that's a that's subtle it. soft moment and we don't yeah. that's not star wars okay like yeah. it's only uh. witty banter or like you like we can't have anything else which like we can't get into our feelings about this so it has to always be spectacle and never anything less than that <laughs> yeah and the thing with finn with finn it's like so frustrating too because like not only did jj like ignore kind of like the the seeds that that um, Ryan planted as far as how what Finn would be going forward, but he ignored his own story. That, that's the that's the that's the infuriating thing. I'm just like, wait, look, okay, I recognize you were trying to cope with man babies, but like you literally had stuff that you put down in like TFA that you didn't even like pay off on. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like he wasn't oh like you you cannot sit there and tell me that he was written in a corner by Ryan Johnson. No, 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 get the fuck out of here with that. Absolutely He's also not. The executive I'm so... producer for the yes! for the last year. He said, knows. Like, he literally, <laughs> he knows knew what was going on. So like, and the thing is, is that like I was often like I I my industry I I do post production work. So like when you're doing post production work, even as an executive producer, you know what's happening. You know what's happening in a project because it is your job to know. As, a, as an executive producer, you know what I mean? So, like, you know ahead of time what's what's going to happen. So if it was so important, if, if, force, if force 
sensitive Finn was so damn important, then he had the control to be like, listen, I kind of need you to put this in. This looks great, but I kind of need you to put this in. And I'm pretty sure Ryan Johnson would not be in his feelings to be like, well, no. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure he would try to fit that in. Well, when he and JJ, he and Ryan and JJ had that um, relationship on The Force Awakens. He asked for, like, was it the dice to be put there, or was it just for R2, R2 to be there or something? Yeah, he asked for R2 to be there instead of BB-8. And then there was something of oh, the floating the rocks. Oh yeah, the yeah, for Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was um, a collaborative relationship from the jump. So come, you can't sit there and tell come, me. Come. <laughs> so you can't sit there and tell me that like you know that that JJ didn't know. So of course he could have added like you know th- this like force sensitive Finn could have been developed throughout the Last Jedi, you know, but just didn't because it was never picked up until this. Except the reason he was force sensitive gave him a moral compass to fight off brainwashing because that's how the force works. I want to throw off my computer out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Out the window. What do you guys think of Naomi Aki's comments in an interview after the Rise of Skywalker when she said that she felt like Finn and Janna were kind of playing a romance? There was a moment where I was kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Like, they were, like, looking into each other's eyes when they were, like, and I was just like, okay, okay, I'm into this. Um, So I can see what she means about them sort of playing it up. I, you know, there's probably more scenes that they had together where they might have done that. But it's, like, it's so weird to me. It's so weird to me how Finn just doesn't, like, he has all these potential romances and just none of them happen like why did they do that to him i don't understand that like rose obviously the rose and finn setup was probably the most like set up one but like you know and we don't even know what happened except that in like you know um the book where it's like oh we're just friends okay which is also ironic like, given like the comic where where ray is obviously very aware of like there's something or like there's a reason she's very invested in their connection their relationship and also this is a controversial opinion but I know people were giving like Ryan crap after like yeah I tried writing this with like Poe and Finn and it kind of just like sucked um so that's why I made Rose and people were like oh my god he's being racist and so forth but reading the comic where half of it was Ray and Rose's interaction the other half was like Looney Tune Inve- Looney Tune Adventures with Poe and Finn, because honestly, together they have one brain cell. Um, and it's kind of like a feeding back relationship. Like, yes, I see why this was not made into the movie, because honestly, this sucks. Yeah, and so then you you give him, and then so JJ gives him uh, another character that has the same backstory. Because he only <laughs> knows like, how okay. to write one. It's character. like you didn't like the woman who challenged him, so you're gonna like give him this woman who doesn't really challenge him just okay. kind of like supports cool. him and makes him feel manly and all the I, I just felt it felt also just as like a black woman it felt annoying just to be like they're solely the support the black male character because that's often expected in reality as well and i was like i go to the movie not to see reality my dude um i like to pretend i have a laser sword there is no laser sword um so it is like yes the Raylo part the rail like yes I am very invested in Raylo and as I like to kiss and so forth but even with that like small kernel like so much of Rise of Skywalker was just like 
deeply dis deeply dissatisfying and i'm yeah, and so, yeah, and then fandom after has been strange, because, like, I know that it would have been worse if Raylo hadn't been canon. <laughs> like, things would be worse, but it's, like, it's so bad. And then I find myself, I'm just, like, I don't want to feel like, like, I'm, like, is this how the people who hated The Last Jedi felt? Like, as much as we know that, like, it's, you know, The Last Jedi is a better story and a better movie, like, is this the same sort of frustration, though? Like, is the feeling the same of just being like, this doesn't make sense to me at all. I'm trying to make sense of it, and it won't make sense. So that's why my brain keeps keeps coming back to it. Like, in two years, am I still going to be, like, waking up and being like, they fucking killed him? <laughs> you know? I think that really depends on the reasons that people liked the or disliked the yeah, last Jedi. I guess cause... yeah, I guess that's one of them. Like because it's to me it's it's about the storytelling and like you know a lot of people will give lip service to the it being the storytelling being an issue with TLJ but like I just don't think that that's like genuine. You know, for all for for some people like some people yes, they just probably because they prefer different types of stories probably do have a legitimate problem with it. But like yeah, it's like the it seems like it's just like the whole thing and I like I don't really like buy the whole thing that like Lucasfilm is ashamed of Raylo. I don't think that they know how to market the movie. I don't now, think it's the way yeah. it's been received. I don't. I don't um, think they just do well with romance outside of Han and Leia. Like they basically. I mean, also it didn't. It didn't help. Like Attack of the Clones. Like one, technically, it like kind of bombed, and that like the whole big thing focus was the romance. I don't think they ever really learned or like picked up on the fact like it wasn't the romance it's the fact that lucas can't fucking write yeah. yeah no i mean like I've, um, I've often said um about like it's it's if you look at it if you look at it like like i've often said like dave filoni is he's you know he's great at many things romance stories however he cannot write to save his life <laughs> okay and, and and i'm and i'm judging canera on that very hard because it's like he you saw how he basically mm-hmm. started canera in season one and then dropped it for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the duration of like the the series for uh and, and rebels uh, and so like and by the time the last season came up it brought he brought up canera again only to kill them so it's like he so so i see now that i'm like oh, okay so romance is generally not not Lucasfilm's strong point, with the exception of Lost Stars. Yeah. And that's, you know, because Claudia is just really good at that. Because she even made Leia's, like, her first romance in in Princess of Alderaan. It was beautiful, and it didn't make me feel like... I, I think it, like, enhanced the understanding of why she was so attracted to Han. You know? And, uh... But yeah, I just feel like fandom itself, fandom is insane right now because there's just so many Feelings. different factors because there's like the whole thing with like, oh, are do the people who didn't like Rise of Skywalker, are they acting like the fandom menace? And like, right. you know, and then like just the denial, like, and we knew, we always joked, we're like, you know, Ben could be balls deep in the <laughs> isn't that isn't that like a such a sibling relationship and it was a joke but it was one of those where it's like yeah we kind of knew <laughs> like so they full-on kiss on the mouth for 10 seconds and thank you kiss people are still like in like the and then the, the, the unpacking that it's the like it was that, it was know. a thank you kiss i'm like no that that, <laughs> I, that is not a thank you kiss my dude that that i'm sorry that no. will no. never ever that will never stop like you know the red alert like whenever people say that because i'm just like oh no you think that's a thank you kiss 
what world are you living in where people thank each other like that? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And then the absolute reaching for this whole idea that she's actually his aunt. Oh, God. When when both Charles <sighs> Soleil and, like, um, Matt Martin have, like, and, like, they were even guys arguing with them. Like, that might be have been your intention, but, <laughs> and it's like, dude, they're, they're totally telling like, you, no, that's not the read for it. We're sorry. It was unclear, but literally that was not the fucking read. There's still people arguing with them, with the story group about, like, how Palpatine is related to, uh, to, to the Skywalkers. And it's like, cause he's, uh, he's Anakin's father. They're, they're arguing with yeah, the story yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's like, you know, and then it, it's really funny when you're like, you know, I know you probably watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so why are you like talking about like this nebulous and like, even if, even if Palpatine were responsible for Anakin's creation, it doesn't make him his father, you know? So it's that just would like, make, that would make Palpatine also Kylo Ren's father, since technically he was in charge of the creation of him as well. So basically Palpatine is the Skywalker daddy. You're welcome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, it's just insane, like, seeing how the goalposts move constantly, and they still do. So it's just like, and, and, and like, then there's the fandom, like, fandom, like, just basically dreading, like, any new material that comes out. When before it would just be like, yes, we're in a content drought, so any new material is great. Like, I like they're announcing what Project Luminous is tomorrow, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, it's like, on one hand, I'm like, Charles Sewell is legit, and like, Caven Scott is also like, I love redeemed villains fighting with the heroes. I'm like, you know, you have rights. And Claudia Gray is also legit. Yeah. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, too, I'm sort of bothered by this, like, idea that we shouldn't be buying anything from them anymore. Like, like we stop trying to spend people's money for them. You know, if they're finding, I'm happy for anybody that can find any joy in this. So when people are, like, bitching about people being excited about, like, the the Rise of Skywalker comic because of who's writing it and who's illustrating it, I'm like, you know, it's $4, <laughs> like, an issue like or whatever. It, like, the movie, like, had, or the me movie buying has made the, a few billion dollars. I somehow don't think they're, they're gonna... Me buying the novelization because I want to read it for myself. <laughs> you don't You don't want fandom to give you the 411 read of it? Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I saw the movie once, like, and I would have seen it, like, ten times probably, so, like, that right there was my financial statement, but, like, if I'm gonna go forward and actually still find joy out of this, like, I'm gonna, things I'm interested in, I'm still gonna buy them, because I'm not gonna, like, like, own, like, you know, like, fucking, like, not have any fun to own Disney, like, okay. If you want to still participate in fandom space, but not give your money to the mouse, you know what? There are people creating some amazing content, fan content. Um, pour your you money to them. them. Pretty much. Like, I, I, and this is partially my take. I think it was always, it, it was fascinating how much, I don't want to say hand wringing, but hand wringing posts like, oh my God, this has been broken and so forth. And I was like, have you never been disappointed by fandom ever? Ever? ever and they're like how did you do this to ray and this because i and i was like lots i was like oh wait white girls usually always have a narrative that like works out for them and like now they aren't and this is novel for them versus me being very much a woman of color of like if i get to be on screen for more than five minutes this is like already we're winning um so 
I have, yeah. So, like, just, like, I was not, just a dis, I had multiple levels of disappointment, but I was always surprised by, like, the intensity, but also, this is Twitter, so everything is also amplified to, like, 10,000. The degree, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm to the point where I'm kind of ready to move on, and so it's coming to the point where I'm having to mute some people, um... And it's nothing like against them. I know it's like, it's hard because sometimes I am still like last night, I was just hit by another wave of sadness at how stupid it was, you know? And, but like, I want to be able to move on. And some people like either need to like move on in terms of like their emotional response, you know, or start the process. Like I'm not saying like trying to dictate, but like the process needs to start at some point or, you know, take a step back if it's, if it's, if it's exhausting every day and like emotionally challenging every day like because i've stepped back quite a bit from talking about star wars online just because i'm like it's painful like and i sometimes i don't like to be reminded of how terrible it was and everyone's gonna have their own threshold of comfort and timeline right like for me i'm like i i don't think i'm gonna buy the novelization because i'm still so angry about what they did to rose (laughs) that i'm like i don't actually want to engage with this story but it's not like a financial boycott of Disney because I still have a subscription to Disney+. Yeah, me too. Plus. Right. You know, so it's That's not like making a like, grand statement. It's like, was it's there just... a boycott that we all sort of agreed to? Like, no. You know, people are just trying on their own terms to, like, still engage with it. And, you know, sometimes that means having to totally step back and only do fan content. And sometimes it's, like, picking and choosing what you want to be excited about. But nobody should be, like ostracized for like still finding things they're excited about it's like if um, finding finding if joy small. is hard enough yeah because I'm, I'm i'm so mad that i can't enjoy that raylo is canon <laughs> like i'm so mad about that because it's just like everything else and like people and the fact that i think that people thought that we would be satisfied <laughs> with that is really insulting it's like no it's like how but you got what you want like the movie fucking sucked though like on one hand yes my yes my otp like made the fuck out yay and then he died like 10 seconds later and she's like wow my first kiss and they died and i'm like that's traumatic first of all um so i'm also yeah. very much like i know people were like she wasn't grieving enough i'm like First of all, this is literally the queen of emotional compartmentalization as of TLJ. So the fact that she's not, like, not openly emotive, that that part was fine. She was just kind of like, the fuck? The fuck? You know, I think I said, I think I said that, like, this was, like, I think, I think it was April. I, I think I said it to you. I was like, it, you know, how would you like, uh, I think somebody said that, like, would you like it if... Rayla wasn't canon, but at least Rose still had a part or something like that. And I was like, having this movie with Raylo being canon is like, I had my arms cut off, but at least you gave me a tourniquet. I, I was like, I don't think you understand how much shit would need to be fixed before I would be like, all right, this is a tolerable movie made by J.J. Abrams. Um, because like, I feel, I, I feel, and I think part of it is, do the echo chamber of being in any fandom, but also do the Raylo being so, by inception, being so aggressively insular because the rest of fandom decided to get on their soapbox, which is like a really odd soapbox to like get on their, get on just, just for the first, just for the record. Remember that like everyone was like, well, JJ like made Raylo. So like, it's going to be good. I'm like, okay, first of all, JJ 
made a movie that was kind of like a rehash of A New Hope. Like, it was updated, don't get me wrong. It had, like, more people of color than A New Hope ever did. But also, it was kind of a rehash for A New Hope. But that's what, like, you needed because you're getting people reinvested in Star Wars after a long ass time. It's not like Star Trek where, like, we had, like, multiple shows and multiple series. So, like, there was always, like, a semi-constant, like, con- like content production line versus, like... Film-wise, med- physical media-wise, for, like, Star Wars, not as much. Um, but everyone's like, I know after TLJ was like, don't worry, like, JJ will, like, steer us straight. And so far, I'm like, I feel like you're giving way too much credit for JJ. Like, I've seen st- shit from JJ, okay? Like, I still remember Star Trek Into Darkness, and I will remember that till my dying fucking day. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people had faith in JJ because there was the story group that's there and they were hoping that they would be the one that oversees the story yeah i mean that's why i defend no 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 that's legit but i and i think i think lots of us i i know there had been a rumor back in the day that like uh during tfa part of the problem was that whenever jj didn't like something uh he would go over kathleen kennedy and the story group's head and go to bob Iger and be like they aren't letting me do what i want to do and bob Iger was like whatever you want jj um so i and it was just really interesting just seeing the just vast difference between like jj's process versus ryan's process which is like hi story group let's have a conversation this is my vision how does this work into my vision versus I feel I feel this partly contributes to like why the stuff pre Rise of Skywalker between TLJ and Rise of Skywalker EU content seems so disconnected with the movie is that I had <clears throat> gotten that one Ryan had a completed product in like a timely fashion. So you can like make things work with the content that exists when you don't have a movie that's not even finished editing by like november but you still have books and shit that you want to turn out you're gonna be like we have to do stuff and you're kind of hoping okay but maybe it will work out yeah i also i wonder how it like and i hate these you know what would have been things but like if Lawrence kasdan had been there instead of terrio you know, because as we start to realize, you know, maybe the really good things about The Force Awakens were because of Kasdan, you know. Um, yeah, um, so, like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm in, like, this, like, weird, like, surreal fandom space because of, of how suddenly Raylo has just become shorthand for women in fandom we don't like like people bringing up like that guy being like buy us every ticket for sonic the hedgehog pisses <laughs> off a rail and we're like who are you what are you talking about or like you know everything being blamed like the people legitimately being like raylos were the ones that harassed john in 2015 like, i'm like raylos didn't, Raylo fucking didn't exist like just the whole fandom like uh revisionism is just impressive because i'm like okay first of all bitch i was there back then we didn't exist until like december literally mid and december of 2015 somebody tried to basically tell pablo hildago 
<laughs> that like the TLJ was created to placate the Raylos, and Pablo was like, dude, TLJ was written during the production of TFA when the Raylo fandom didn't fucking exist. And what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then people like try to say that that was a diss on the Raylo fandom, and it's like no, we he's say, just literally what saying exists? that like, it didn't exist. Like, literally, that fan group did not exist because the movie was in production. We didn't know jack shit. The most disappointing thing is when you see people like joining forces with the people who they supposedly hate. Like when all that stuff around Raylo supposedly sending death threats to JJ didn't. It did not happen. It was mostly people who were not Raylo shippers. Um, it was like compiled as some supposedly official data and it was not accurate but you saw people sharing it because it made us look bad I think it was Animal uh, on Twitter uh, who was like who, who basically looked at each and every screenshot did the whole research on her own and be like yeah almost a big chunk of them are not Ray- like they don't even like Raylo at all and um and then the some of them who were Raylos only expressed disappointment at the movie which you know what guess what a lot of us did not not anybody who were just Raylos but just general Star Wars fandom in general like we're, we're expressing disappointment with the with the movie at like you know it, it wasn't like a death threat to, to to JJ, and so like he managed to make this look like oh, see these rabbit animals? They're just you know they want JJ's head on a stick because they didn't get more you know Kylo and Ray, and then you know that's the problem with this world. Just this 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 weird like you know, uh, and and then like it gets picked up um, by like you said Buzz by like this guy from Buzzfeed, and so uh, it it just it kind of paints you know as a predominantly female fan base as just hysterical women yeah and then like even when the buzzfeed guy was corrected he acknowledged like what she had researched and then just tried to say he checked the tweets himself and i'm like there's no way you could have checked those tweets and then like still like yeah i think the underlying thing has been that people expected us to be automatically thrilled with the movie just because there was a kiss and it's like uh that's kind of insulting <laughs> we expected a halfway decent movie yeah that, and i least. think that's the problem that they're very shocked by is like i had someone um on my private twitter who i a friend of a friend it's very complicated it's not it's just i'm bad at saying no to people they're like all right so you must be thrilled i'm like no, it was garbage. The movie was garbage. Did I mention it was fucking garbage? Like, on one hand, <laughs> I do appreciate all the aunties who have to sit through Ray sucking his face. Like, suck that. Like, I'm a petty, <laughs> I'm a petty bitch. So, like, I take my joy where I can. But the rest of it was like, where the fuck is Rose? What the fuck did you do to Finn? Why the fuck did you, like, walk back Poe Dameron? First of all, you can say you didn't know anything about his backstory, but for fuck's sake, he has like a fuck ton of comics and God knows what <laughs> else. Um, and say yes, he was a spice runner. I'm like seriously, seriously. Or they, or they really had to really point it out that like he is not a gay man. He is no gay. He is a straight man, manly man, actually. You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> part of me is just like you know, bisexuals exist. But, like, you know, we already know that's already an issue in real life anyway. So, uh, that is just like this, this, did, no, the movie was garbage on many levels. Like, Wayfinders, fucking Wayfinder, that's a fucking <laughs> holocron. I'm still, I'm still really angry. Like, I was sitting next to Kiri during this, uh, 
a significant Jackie Gerblin during this entire movie. I feel so bad for her because she was stuck listening to my commentary the entire time. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's a fucking holocron. That's not a fucking wayfinder. What the fuck? And then having to find out later on that it was in a game that, first of all, no one, okay, it's not that no one has an Oculus as much as, like, very few people have an Oculus compared to, like, other general consoles. They're like, no, we covered the fact that Mustafar has trees and shit now. In this game, I'm like, literally, you could have just said this is Mustafar. Like, you literally had the first order right there because saying, like, why are we on Mustafar? Like, what? Yeah, well, and then that's, I wonder, too, because in the in the excerpt from um, the novelization, like, is was Ray Carson working from the script with, like, that thing where Hux and Pride are observing what's going on? Because that would have been great to have some outside commentary on what the fuck Ben was doing in this scene. You I know? think Lucasfilm know that these are issues, right? Like, I think that's why they've been advertising, like, oh, the novelization will include all of these different scenes because they know that the movie itself doesn't except, hold up. Except like, they are going really to scenes on the DVD in which I'm like, um, yeah, well. um, because, like, and I, this was partially, like, the plot of the movie had been dropped in, like, March. The problem was literally no one believed it because we're like, this is garbage, y'all. Also, Celebration is like in April. So like, obviously, we don't even have a fucking title, which in retrospect probably should have been signed. But I was like, it's like, you know, they can't fuck up that much. Like, you can't fuck up a landing that much. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once, again, I, yeah, yeah. I, once again, I deeply underestimate white men to ruin everything. Yeah. Well, if they had, if they hadn't said, if they kept talking about, like, it's definitely the end, it's the end, it's the culmination, then, like, it wouldn't be as big a deal that it sucked. Yeah, it would just be another movie, and then you'd wait for the next one, and, like, that's the thing, I wonder if people who were really unhappy with The Last Jedi, and they like this one, it's like, okay, so does that feel like it's smoothed things over for you? Because I hope it has, honestly. I hope people enjoy it more, but for us, it's like, well, we were told this was the last one, so this is, like, supposedly the resolution of these also, characters' Also, the arcs. rise of Skywalker implies, like, rising of Skywalker means, like, positive resolution instead of, like, hi, um, uh, I'm not gonna know by Palpatine, so we're gonna go with Skywalker, um, because that makes sense, even though I knew Luke Skywalker for, like, maybe a few weeks, and then I decided to beat his ass, um... Which I'm like, he deserved that, honestly. But um, I was like, you know, if you could put Organa, honestly, if you want to like give tribute to like the Skywalkers, or I don't know, Solo, but like <laughs> that would have been acknowledging Ben Solo. I mean, and if we, well, I mean, and if we, if the if the prequels had ever acknowledged me, I even think that Skywalker would have been a better choice than what it was but i feel like it was a brand oh, no, new it thing was definitely branding it was that post where somebody had her say she was ray star wars like they basically might as well have named her ray star wars it's also just sort of like this is the culmination of the skywalker saga and i'm like usually culmination if like your uh youngest skywalker is still of like youngish age doesn't mean you're gonna like kill him off uh but you know it's a, it's a fine it's fine it's a movie i'll move on with my life disney <laughs> made a fuck ton of money anyway it's all fine i mean it was garbage but you know um, it was a disappointment for them though financially so oh I'm no glad. i'm i'm shamefully petty they're like 
Because, like, honestly, like, I, the only reason I saw it twice was because I went to see it with a bunch of Raylos in D.C., and then I went home, and we see Star Wars as a fucking family, and, um, they did notice in, like, the week before we saw it, because they, my mother bought the ticket for the week after, the week afterwards, they're like, you're not talking about Star Wars as much as you usually do, and I'm like, you asked for no spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's not a huge fan, um, but he went to see the others, you know, and he went to see Rogue One. I don't think he went to see Solo. You know, so usually the plan would have been, like, for us, for Maya and I to go see it um, opening night, and then he would have gone to see what it is on Christmas. But, like, the day, when the when the first, before I was even spoiled, and the first <laughs> um, reviews started to come out, and it was talking about how loud and fast it was, I was just like, you're not going to enjoy this. And he was like, and I did, summed it up, and he was like, no. <laughs> so, like so, you know, that right there, like, he would have just been, like, bored. <laughs> like, honestly, just, like, really bored. And he, like, really liked the other two, you know, um... So I'm just like, yeah, it's just not, it's not a good movie. Like, one of the things I loved, like, Scott Mendelson, <laughs> when he was just like, it's just not a good movie, guys. Like, that just sums it up. Like, There's been no cultural impact. Like, everyone has already stopped talking about Star Wars. Or at least the I sequel I mean, there's, no, there's nothing, there's, like, barely anything meme-worthy. Like, at least with the prequels, like, say what you want, say what you want about, like, the quality of them. Like, there is at least, like, something you could pull out of it of some type of joy or meme ability. This one was just, like, why is this going on? Why is this here? Yeah. And the lines that are supposed to have impact are made fun of. Like, you know, Ray Skywalker and the I am all the... uh, And I am all the Jedi! Wonder Woman X! (laughs) Ray, you're a Palpatine. Also, the I do part where I had to sit through a Patriots game. And they didn't even have the decency of keeping that line. Um. <laughs> but you know, it's, but you, I think the only thing that 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 really like was like the the only thing that had a really any really cultural impact was, and I'm not just saying this because I should, but, but Raylo. <laughs> the only the only thing that was that was and the only thing that was there that people can walk away remembering is oh they kissed. That's it. That's it. They, it's remembered. You know, and like a thing that like this is just like random. Um, I guess it, it pertains to fandom like reaction, but like you know, all the people who say that the kiss came out of nowhere. I'm like, I guess in a way, like based on like what happened in the Rise of Skywalker, in a way you could say that. But like, I guess if you you know didn't if you denied that there was any romantic or sexual tension in the Last <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> And then you had not seen that movie very many times because you hated it. I can see maybe where you'd be like, it came out of nowhere. But also, like, she literally confessed her feelings like, to him. I wanted to take your hand. Without confessing Ben's it hand. earlier. And yeah, so I'm just like, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of dis- disingenuous reaction to the kiss like i said before like i don't think that anybody really believes it's thank you kiss and i worry for them if they do i worry more for their amazon like like, yeah loved it or hated it yeah loved it or love it or hated it's like you know that was something that people remember that i do wonder if that saber pass and all the ben solo stuff and like even people who don't like him were like yeah i wanted to see more of him like that yeah i do wonder if that has been part of why 
there's been like this double down on hating Raylo shippers since the movie because it's like that is pretty much all that most so people came away it's with. It's our fault because we bribed them. And we were right again. Our, all our power and we still can't get something for, you know, we can't, we can't, can we just walk into a waffle house and be like free waffles for everybody? <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, it's funny too, because like, you know, and, and I, I forget which one of them said recently that, yeah, they were always going to redeem Han and Leia's son. And it's just like, that was one of the things that always seemed obvious to me, whether he died or not. And so people were wrong about that and like that and like Raylo being the two things that like seem to have been set up from the start and that they followed through with were the things that we followed. And I'm like, you can't like stuck like and then people still say they were crazy is like crazy making. It's always fascinating that people are like, oh, my God, how on earth could they like have redeemed him? I'm like, first of all, one, I hate pulling I hate pulling like the fandom card, but like. For the people who are like, I've always been in like Star Wars fan. I'm like, do you not remember the EU? Like literally, yes, Han and Leia had three kids, not one, but one of them did go to the fucking dark side. So when I saw TFA, I was like, ah, I see we are compressing all the children into one child. And also like, it's the fucking grandson of Anakin Skywalker. And Star Wars is really big on redemption arcs successful redemption arcs that's a whole nother story but like redemption arcs in some way shape or form um so the fact that like you think he's gonna get out without getting redeemed is kind of ridiculous like he's literally in like the first movie going like hi the light keeps calling me and i keep trying to turn I, the light yeah. side keeps trying to give a friend when he's request. by himself yeah that's the thing that gets me from like you know as terms of like is this just like a not being able to like analyze like story thing or what or is it just again like deliberate obtuseness but like you know the fact that he is having a he's doing it's a it's a straight up soliloquy it's not even a fucking monologue like so he's doing that like he's by himself there's no one he needs to lie to in that moment about feeling conflicted and yet he talks about being conflicted like right there you're just like guys guys this is the story telling you that this is his truth I love these people who are just really stuck in the fact that, like, no, 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 he will die. He will die unredeemed, unrepentant, because he is evil. It's because a lot of the times you're still hurt. You're still hurt about the fact that he they broke that that he broke your action figure. He broke Han Solo. <laughs> he broke your action figure, and you're mad. That's what. That's, Even <laughs> that's Harrison what it wanted to die. <laughs> But like you're just you're you're in your feelings because you know like the, a lot of people they were like oh Han Solo he was you know he was my hero when growing up you know and 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 I loved him for so long and and you know as a kid and 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 then in comes his son and he, he killed him and I'm like oh so he broke your action figure he you're and you're mad at him you're mad at a fictional person instead of following the story and that's and I for me that's what for me that's what it stems from like from from what I've seen. Yeah, and it's like being more mad at the person who wrote that. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of mad at, like, in retrospect, I'm mad at it just because, like, they didn't take any care with what they were doing with this character because they backwards engineered him becoming the legacy child, and I don't think in any way thought about what that would mean. You know? And, like, I know that I don't think I would have cared about as much about him from the beginning. Like, I probably would have, like, later, obviously, been like, oh, shit. Like, if he kind of had the same progression in his character. 
But, like, what drew me in from the beginning was who his parents yeah. were. Because I love these characters, and I'm sad for them because of what's going on with their son. You know, and I at the weirdest conversations with people who aren't parents about Leia and her feelings toward him. And it's like, your child can do very bad things, and you can still love them. And it's a terrible feeling, you know? But it, like... It, it, it's probably the worst kind of cognitive dissonance that you could probably ever have, I'm sure. Like, you know, my child's never done anything, like, super horrible. But, like, you know, as a mother, I can, like, see that, like, yeah, even monsters, their mothers probably still love them. And that love is very painful for them. So, like, and you still want them back. So, like, yeah, there's so much pain wrapped up in, like, this decision, like, you know, that... I just really don't think, I think because JJ never expected to come back, it was just like, this is something somebody else has to deal with. Nobody ever really thought, wow, this might be actually kind of hard. And it's like, have more meaning from the fact, like, this is like, has like, consequences for the entire story. Like, you know, I said the other day, I don't know if I can watch Return of the Jedi again. Because that ending is just now ring, it's just, you know, what's going to happen to all these people. And you're just like, why do I care anymore? Like, I would rather it just have not existed. How do you guys feel about the future of fandom? Because I know Molly said earlier that it's been really hard since the movie came out regarding how they dealt with Rose. Um, I'm sure it's been hard for all of you in different ways, but like, are you, you want to stick around? You want to stay invested in Star Wars? Like, do you have kind of a perspective on things going forward? Um, honestly, for me, I'm pulling back a little bit. I, I have since, um, and really no hard feelings to anybody in the Lucasfilm story group. Um, I actually like quite a few of them, um, but I had to go and block them, uh, because I feel like we, from, I feel like we just, just need this barrier now of, like, content creators and the fans, um, or the fandom, really, because it's like, I don't know, like, for, for me, it's like, I want to be able to shit post in peace without having, without having anybody from the actual department coming in and going, well, you know, you're wrong about this, or, you know, this is not funny or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, 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 no. I need, I think, I think we just need this, this, this nice barrier between the fandom and the content creators going forward. Um, even though I do like them and I have met Matt Martin before um, last year in New York comic con, and he's such a sweet guy and he's so nice, you know, and I enjoyed following him, but at the same time, I'm like, I think I, need to do this i think i need to put up the barrier you know yeah um yeah and it's like um i th like michelle lovely person i wish she'd never talked about star wars on her personal twitter because like her stuff when she talks about movies and everything love that miss that actually you know since she left but like i wish that it had never like been like you know and i think it would have been better for her too um but like yeah and I still follow Matt you know but like most of them yeah I don't like I think I follow Matt and Rebecca Roanhorse and that's it <laughs> um but yeah it's um as far as going forward yeah I would love to like keep like having Star Wars things that intrigue me um I don't know if I'll trust again <laughs> you know um but, you know, I, I obviously it's a huge part of my life and um, 
not something I could give up since it's just like always been there. I can't remember a time when like, you know, I think my brother and I were playing with like, he's three years older than me. So I think he actually remembers seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. I don't. Um, but you know, my, even before I really knew the story, well, we were playing with the action figures. So, you know, I think my original, um, ideas of it were shaped kind of from my brother's interpretation, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I want it to still be part of my life, but like, it's just going to be like going forward. I'm not going to like, I might be afraid to get invested as much. Um, and also I like, you know, I'm, I think thanks to like, you know, other fans, I've gotten more involved in like watching, um, Asian media, which has given me a lot of the storylines that I really enjoy, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, the idea of living atonement is an actual, like, concept in Eastern media, which I enjoy, you know, because I'm just really tired of heroic deaths and not seeing people do the hard work, um, because I do think that that has an effect on us as a society, like, how we view um, people and whether they can actually change. And I don't think that, you know, we've like, somebody was, you know, worried, like, you know, just not that, like, the thought that the fiction had caused people to like have these ideas about restorative justice, but they were just afraid that like the attitudes that people have about restorative justice, like in fiction will end up like having a really bad effect, like on how they see it in real life. So if we've like got this prison abolition movement, <laughs> you know, are these people like going to like apply the same idea that they have about fictional characters to like real people or not? Um, so yeah, that's just, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it gets into the whole, like, oh, how much does fiction affect reality thing, which is like, can never be a one-to-one -one thing, but it's interesting to think about the interplay between fiction and how it shapes us and then how that ends up shaping society. I think it's for me, because I'm a pretty new fan, it's easier for me to step back from the fandom and it's, um... I'm still going to be around to kind of see where Star Wars goes and to see if they've improved. But I, I feel like I probably won't be as involved anymore. Um, but I love the people that I've met in the fandom and I wish to keep in touch with them. Um, but yeah, they it doesn't seem like they know where they're going either. So <laughs> as, like a, as a fan, you know, you're just kind of like in limbo. Um, so I am also like getting involved into back into like Asian dramas myself. Um, to kind of fill that void. I started reading manga again, so that's where I am. <laughs> um, also, just everybody's like, everybody's like, is there some Eastern media I can offer you <laughs> to like soothe the pain? It's just so weird because everyone keeps talking about like, why don't they show Antoma? And then I was like, you know, there's this thing called Rurouni Kenshin that was dope. They also have movies. If you don't want to like read the whole entire fucking series, actually, no joke, the movies are actually legit dope. And as soon as I get a copy, I'll like try and cast it or something. But, um, but no, it's like lit. But literally, um, you can't kick me out of start, kick me out of fandom because I'm here and I've already set up my chair and like I have a garden here and everything. And I've actually made like good friends through fandom and we have like other interests than just star wars which is great um and i always and i am excited about more star wars things and i devoutly keep sacrificing 
goats and praying that like maybe Ryan Johnson will actually get his Star Wars movie series because I will watch that movie series and maybe they will actually have women of color who like last longer than I don't know 15 minutes uh, with actual arcs and lines and shit but um, I don't think I'm it's I am disappointed in how the quote-unquote nine movie Skywalker saga ended uh, I'm not I'm not saying I have faith in them as much as I'm like you know sometimes it just doesn't work out there will probably be another Star Wars thing like in like five or even ten years and like they'll mention Ben Solo and I'm very easy <laughs> And I know, I remember, I remember Brie was talking, like, online, it's like, we all talk big game, but, like, as soon as someone, like, mentions in 10 years, oh, hey, this is about Ben Solo, we'll be like, okay, our ass is here, we're here. I fully expect, uh, like, celebration, uh, Dave Filoni just walking out real casual with, like, Ben Solo lives on his, like, t-shirt, like he did with Ahsoka. I'm also just fascinating, because uh, you mentioned Dave Filoni, I just keep thinking of... Uh, God, Ga is it Garrus? No, it's not Garrus. I'm thinking Mass Effect. Uh, Callus, Callus, Callus. I'm just like, uh. every time people are like, oh my God, like Ben Solo has done so many horrible, horrible things. I'm like, have you talked about Alexander Callus? He actually committed with pleasure, with his face, just like, hey, I was the one that did it. Me. I'm the guy. Like, you know, like, he, he gleefully uh, said right in front of his, right in front of his dad's face. Consequently, they're also a big ship. They're like the biggest ship. One of the biggest ships. <laughs> and, and it ends the series with them living together in the, with, with, with his people. Like, my brain explodes at the at the concept. I, I just feel bad. I only did part of the Railroad Rewatch because then Rabbit died and I was too lazy to, like, organize. Uh. <laughs> and I'm very bad at, like, timing things. But I was just like, I feel bad. Because, like, all throughout the an the extended media, like, all the animated shows, which, like, everyone's like, it's for kids. It's like, no, actually, this is some pretty dark shit going on in here. Um, As well as just, like, complex storylines and, like, gray morality shit. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe they'll tackle this in the movie. And it's like, no, no, cool. So basically, Ryan was only the only legit bitch in this like room. Cool. That's so, great. so, so, yeah. So, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, Dave Filoni does some shit like that. And it's like, oh, of course you would. Even of if course, it's, and, and even we're if gonna, it's we're gonna Filoni, watch anyways. But it's, but it's like literally like the first thing that came out of my brother's mouth. Um, a nerdy black boy is like, they did my, they did my boy so bad. I'm like, who's your boy? It's like Kylo Ren. I'm like, obviously I'm just like, <laughs> even like, and they did all the boys they, so bad. They did, they did all but the, yeah, they, they did all particular. the boys so bad, but literally I'm like, let, let, first of all, you have a legacy child. So like already when people start, I don't understand why people like Kylo Ren and not these other characters. I'm like, you literally have the kid of Han and Leia. So, like, mm -hmm. already that's instantaneous reason to be invested because that's, like, literally your only tie back to, like, all the previous movies. Like, I'm not surprised that people are invested. Now, when people are, like, really interested in Hux as opposed to other characters, then I'm like, okay, there's some bullshit going on. But that's a whole nother discourse story, whatever. But it's like, no, there's a... He was really literally created for people to be invested in, too. 
He has a dope ass costume. I'm sorry. He does. That's like a cosplay dream. It's like you have dope black robes and like a hood and it's just like it's a presence when you walk into a room. Molly, can, can you you can attest to that when you walk into a room with a presence of that of that costume. Yeah, the first time I saw a, yeah, the first time I saw a Kylo Ren cosplayer, it was at two two one B Con. Really? Yeah, no, because yeah, there was a lot of Star Wars cosplayers at two two one B Con like every year I went. But like, um, yeah, I was just like, I was like, oh god. <laughs> Like, and I don't even like the costume that much, but, like, I, like, I don't like it personally, like, aesthetically on Adam's body, but, like, um, it is an effective costume for the character, right? Um, so, like, the first time I saw I was just like, holy shit, and I was, like, this weird sort of, like, I was, like, really shy, <laughs> and just, like, and this is how I reacted, because, like, at the whatever, like, where it is that you meet them at Disneyland, like, I was just like, what? <laughs> what is going on? I can't even look at this, like, person in this costume. Like, it was just really weird and strange how, like, it is, it, like, does affect, even though I'm like, the mask is too big on the Disneyland character and whatever, it's still just very much just like, presence. this is crazy. Yeah, it really is. So it's very effective. I, 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 I did that, I think, uh, last year, yeah, last year I went to, uh, Disney World, or uh, was it, Di which one's the one in Florida? The, it was World. Disney, well, thank you, Disney World. So I went to Disney World last year, first time, um, and I actually went to see, uh, I actually went to see the, the Kylo there, and it's like, the, the, the costume, the whole thing, and he's like, you know, he's doing this thing, and I'm like, yes, sir, absolutely, sir, I will give up the Jedi for you, absolutely. I'm going to Galaxy's Edge next month, and I'm just like, I... Don't I will just probably run. <laughs> you know, actually, um, when I cosplay as Kylo, the the most like reaction I get are from little girls. Oh really? They, like, love, love him. Like little boys are scared of me. <laughs> little girls, they're so excited. I think um oh fun fun funny moment was um was in New York Comic Con uh like I I I dressed up as a New Hope Leia, so like um, me and my friends were just like sitting down like um uh, by the restrooms and we're just like uh you know getting our stuff together and then like I think a cos like a color play cosplayer just like crossed my path and we both looked at each other and I was like you and he's like you and I was like well, we gotta take a picture. <laughs> A sea of cosplayers, but we gotta take a picture with each other. <laughs> this is great. No, I have yeah. no, I have a friend who like goes as like TLJ Leia, and like she, I think she went to like Katsukon recently, um, and she like literally like found a bunch of Kylos to basically do like all the stuff we wish had happened in fanfic, mainly like Kylo Ren standing in front of Leia or like kneeling, basically going, "I'm so sorry, Mom." Aww. <laughs> the best oh my god see we have to be the change if we want to see that we didn't get in tross we have to do this in our cosplay <laughs> um and like i like it just remember too like and i feel like just give a shout out to some of the the men in fandom who were better is that i saw a lot of pain from men about like how ben's story ended in terms of how they felt and you know and i think that yeah since you know growing up in such a militarized um culture that that probably does like this idea of like the heroic sacrifice would be like really painful for a man and especially a man like or you know anybody or even anybody raising sons 
you know, and I was just like, yeah, that's something I didn't think about. I'm glad that men are talking about that. And I'm glad people have been cool with it. Cause I like always expect somebody to come in and be like, shut up. Don't have emotions, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. No. And, and that um, was interesting. The thing that like people often complained about Kylo Ren was like, he, why is he always crying? Like, why is he being, it's like having an emotion. Okay. That's a thing people have is an emotion. I mean, like you, it's weird to see people, you know, what's funny is that like, I, you look at, you look at a character like say Alucard from Castlevania and like how he ended the, like the season two with just in tears, in full fledged tears. And it's like, there's something about that. Just, just, it gets to you. You're like, oh my God, you know, you know, men, men can cry and it's something that yeah. just gets to your head you're like oh you're you know you're you're not supposed to cry you just did a, a bunch of badass stuff and you're not supposed to cry but at the same time you're like oh what do we do with this yeah it's another way that asian dramas are superior too oh god so much like cry. men are always <laughs> crying men are always crying and it's fantastic crying with to blood. see it's really great aesthetics <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I really don't want the conversation to end, but I feel like I should start encouraging us to wrap up. Is there anything else you guys really want to say, kind of get off your chests, or say to someone who might be listening about your experiences in fandom or the, the um, preconceptions people might yeah, have? Really, it's like for me, it's like just don't, nobody, no, no fandom and no shipping group you know, no subgroup is ever a monolith unless it's specifically set up to be so like, you know, all right groups, you know, um, and even within that, they're not, not everyone's going to like think the same thing, but like, you know, in terms of just like basic, like normal fandom stuff <laughs> where you're like, people aren't a monolith. And so like, it, it hurts the conversation rather than helps it to assume that everybody who does a certain thing is exactly the same. Um, and also, just please, for the love of God, focus on what you really love and create. Because, like, it's really sad that a ship that is honestly as cool as Finn and Ray only has 1,700 fix after four yeah. years. Also, also, you can't, you, know? you can't, you cannot have a discussion on Twitter. You can't. There's no way in hell. I'm sorry. If there's something, if there's something that you're angry, like you know, that you're angry about, or something like that, is that's truly legit, or something. Like, you know, you 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 can't just expect people to. You can't just have a really nuanced conversation of all places on Twitter. It's not designed to be that way. It's just not. 280 characters instead of 440 does not make an improvement. Shockingly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just had a whole conversation. I'm looking at my audacity, and it's saying we sp we spoke about this for th almost three three hours, and you know, and we still haven't even scratched the surface. So, and you can't so you can't expect that from Twitter. It's just not it's not feasible. So stop having an stop trying to uh, like that's why that's why when April said like enjoy what you enjoy, it's you get more out of that you know, in, in, in a social media space than saying something so asinine as, oh, all oh, this X is racist. All of them are racist. You know, and it's just, you can't, you're not going to get <laughs> that nuanced conversation that you so want. So stop it. Knock it off. Like, literally, most people don't know, like, what are, like, my big, like, squick ships or things, because it's like, I only have 280 characters. Either I can, A, bitch about something I hate, mm -hmm. or I'm like, do dank memes. Yeah, 
Which one is more enjoyable? And also just like, I, I feel sad that we never got to talk about this, but like, just like the conversation around Finn and what is appropriate Finn shipping because I literally I my deepest disappointment in fandom is like you literally had like literally peak villain slash bait which is like the traditional thing you usually see in fandom with like Finn and Kylo and it was basically like no this is bad I'm like seriously like you literally have everything you like and like a dude slash slip like you have like opposite sides you have them fighting against each other they share long looks across a battlefield but you're like no this is bad i'm like is it because one of them is in white it's because one of them is in white isn't it yep yep okay that's what i thought cool 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 fandom never fucking changes jj could have thrown us a boat in trust though to be fair I was kind of taking it for granted that we'd get some Finn low food. Yeah, I was didn't. honestly surprised about that. Like, I was literally waiting for, like, uh, I don't know, callback to, like, TFA, where, like, instead of Kylo fighting Finn and Rey, it's Ben, Finn, and Rey all fighting together. So much food, unless I was like... They even introduced a third lightsaber. <laughs> It was rose gold, too. They were very, very big on emphasizing that bit. That it was rose gold. But yes, uh, basically, uh, don't be racist. Don't be homophobic. Don't be a dick. And if someone says, hey, you're doing one of these things, maybe take five seconds to think, did I really? And if so, maybe apologize instead of going into your feelings. I guess final thought is that, you know, a lot of people have still been interacting with antis and... We should just do what Rose says and focus on what we love. Because to be honest, like Twitter is not a great place to argue, and most of the time you're gonna waste your time. And there, no one's changing anyone's mind, basically most of the time on Twitter. Um, so to keep the fandom alive, just focus on what you love, and please stop giving them attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean if the story's been told if someone's mind is made up that's that's it you know you're not going to change it for them so yeah and you might actually change it better by just talking about what you love and if they come across it they might finally have an epiphany and who cares if not and yeah i'm i'm guilty sometimes of taking the bait i try not to unless somebody is like being specifically attacked but like sometimes it's just like "Mm," and then i always feel like dumb as fuck after I'm just like, why did I waste my time on that, you know? Also, for, you know, as an addendum, the block button, block, unfollow, mute, whatever you gotta do, it is your internet curate. And if you feel it's dumb, if it feels a dumb reason to block something, like, trust me, I have blocked people for bad opinions on math, so like... (laughs) (laughs) Are we not, hey, are we not a fan of the PEMDAS uh, method of solving equations here? This is my only math talk you'll ever get out of me. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. (laughs) Just for clarification, for those who don't know me, I was a math major. So, like, I have opinions, like, on all things, but lots of math. Anyway. I mean, I do sympathize with people who I I know it's not productive most of the time. But people who engage with aunties, like... It is frustrating to see these false narratives out there, so I get the temptation to kind of course correct, but if people don't want to listen, they don't. You, you can't force them to. And I just spend a lot of time doing, like, arguing in 
Sherlock fandom and then just kind of stopped. And then I spent a lot of time with it in the early days of Raylo. And finally, I was just like, this is just, this makes me feel bad for a long time after. I feel stupid sometimes. I know that sometimes there will be people who are reading who might take, get something out of it, which is cool. But, you know, it just it starts to take a personal toll. And like I always tell people, because there's always people who want to, like, there are people who want to do it just because they enjoy that sort of confrontation and conflict. And I'm like, you probably need to just stop because that's really not good for you. And for the people who like, do it because they want to make a difference it's like just make sure to take care of yourself too you know take a break from that because you don't need to be doing it all the time it doesn't need to be like become like your biggest not like your brand part of fandom yeah i mean i think like i've only and the whole entire time i've had twitter i've only had like one decent conversation with aunties and it was like with a black guy and he wasn't even really an auntie as much as like we had a disagreement i think it may have been related to the boyaga thing but also just a general like treatment of black characters in fandom and like we had a lot of things that like were actually in common and he was like yeah you know it would have been less shitty if like they hadn't pulled the bait and switch during the like tfa like oh ah, my I'm god like, yeah that... <laughs> i don't know i think i probably had a conversation with that same guy at some no, point no i think we were in the same conversation oh yeah because i was like I oh so. this is like oh this is actually a non headache-inducing conversation. You seem like a decent human being. I'll subscribe to your D&D podcast because, like, I do like other things, and D&D is dope, and also there's not a lot of black people in that space anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, you're able to have a human conversation and not call me a racist, so I'm like, okay, fine. I have such low bars for, like, decent decent interactions. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a really great conversation. All right. Do you want to go around and tell people again where they can find you if they want to follow you after the chat? You could come follow me um, at Twitter. And yeah, feel free to yell at me. I will, however, block you because I really don't care to argue with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we all laugh. I'm not, um, I'm not joking. But you're welcome to follow me yeah. at Valkyrie underscore art. Um, um, and if you're just not really interested in talking to me, you just want to look at some pretty pictures, um, Instagram the underscore lady underscore valkyrie underscore art um i'm april and i'm at Infus blessed on twitter it's probably the only place if you're into star wars you want to follow me right now but <laughs> um yeah i um again if you just come to yell at me about stupid shit i'll just block you but you know if you want to talk about some of these issues with more nuance sure we'll give it a try or dramas. Yeah, or dramas, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm uh, Molly. You can find me on Twitter at M-P-Y-C-H-U. And I still have my Tumblr at Electricity Between, so you can see all my old um, gift sets and videos. I literally did not know you had a Tumblr. <laughs> I didn't either. Molly has great gift sets. I probably have seen or blogged her gift sets. I just literally didn't know she had a Tumblr because it's been so long. That's kind of dead now, but... And uh, yeah, I am uh, the bitter snake, all one word, on uh, Twitter. If you find my Twitter, links to my Tumblr and my AO3 and whatever. Anyway, um, I also run also one of the mods for the Raylo fanfiction anthology, so... Ah! So good. Yes. Yeah, and read some of their fic too, because it's brilliant. I think April's Great Big No was the first modern AU I ever read, and that was amazing. Wow. So. 
Wow. <laughs> Thank you for being a Thank part of Thank you so this. much. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.